Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcoming you on this dreary, rainy Sunday evening. I mean, maybe. Might not be raining. Might not be Sunday evening. <laughs> it could be Monday morning. If you're Steven Zaren. Actually, it's not even Monday morning. It's like Monday midday. What's up, everybody? No matter your time zone, no matter where you are, it is time for the Talking Trek server sound off. Wherever you may be, sound off in the chat now. Your server and uh, your name and where you're from. Let's see who's hanging out, huh? Mighty Croc starting us off on server 8. Thank you. Noon Whistle on server 29. Remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice on this Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for the kind words, Noon Whistle, and the reminder of what we observe this holiday weekend. Zandy's the Great on the server 12. Thank you for being here. Morias on 195. Dekix, the game's first free-to-play. Ops 53 hanging out. Good evening to you. Silverhawk on server 49. Stradalorian on 9. Indominus Prime on server 52. Sherlock Holmes on server 27. Ginmore on 26. Appreciate you. Wolfwood on 49 as well. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Louis P on server 20, lost in on server 55 in the hizzy. Deadbod Bearded Gaming is hanging out in the chat. What's up? Shout out. Shout out, Deadbod. Daddy Dave on 24, Aquila Hawk on server 21. Thank you very much. Ha ha ha. Server 21. Ha <laughs> ha ha. What's up, server 21? Y'all excited? We're counting down the days, anyway. Walker on server 42, Thorn on 15, Iron Man on 34, Johnny 5, server 44, thank you for being here. Whoop. Boaz on server 14, thank you very much. Shorts on server 29, now represented in the hizzy. Coldbane on 175, JChat on server 12, what's up? Welcome in, Joker on 16, Biggest, the armpit of the galaxy, he writes, on server 44, Clapping a Kirk on 9, and Jadzia on 135. Many, many more, 172 additional messages. Uh, a light, Bubba Joe, a light 218 in our live studio audience. And I don't know, it could have something to do with the time that we're taping the show. You know, the, the weekend, now that spring and summer are, are getting here, Bubba Joe, I'm finding my weekends a little bit more full of various things and activities you know last week we did the show on monday just because it became so late on sunday not only that but you got the holiday weekend here in the united states so people could be traveling you know but the the um, tsa even issued a warning this past week uh to allow this get this two extra hours that's what they said, Bubba Joe, to allow two extra hours at the airport if you were trying to fly anywhere just to get through security. And I can only imagine. I, I don't I don't even know if I would want to be in an airport this this weekend, Bubba Joe. Now you traveled. Were you driving or did you try to fly? Uh, I was traveling last weekend and I flew. Oh, well, see, now last weekend apparently wasn't that bad, was it? 
Uh, I mean, no, it's, it's, I mean, I don't ever have the problems that people have. Like, literally, the only bad travel experience I had was when you drug me to L.A. I know, I know. I apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, that was, that. according to Bubba, he said that's the only negative flying experience he's ever had, uh, was getting flights canceled and delays this and showing up late there and, and all this other stuff. See, Bubba Joe... Uh, not only whales in this game, he also whales in real life, uh, like at the airport. Like you probably, so first of all, you don't need to be a whale to have pre-check, right? Pre-check's a real thing. Like that saves a ton of time. Um, it does. But, but you also, I bet you, I bet you, you do like the early boarding. See, now, you know, let me just ask this question real quick before we start. Bubba, airlines consider it a perk to board early. Now, me personally, Correct. I don't find that to be a perk. In any way, shape, or form, like I don't want to be cooped up in there any longer than I have to be. Why is that a perk to get because on the plane faster so you can sit in the plane, in the tube, in the large metal tube, longer, sitting still, not doing anything? Because it means that you don't have to check your luggage. It's all about overhead space. Louis P's got it. Wait, you don't want to check your luggage? No. Why would you want to check your luggage where it gets lost? Oh, I always check. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is an this is an inexperienced traveler right here. Like, I'll I'll check what I what I have to, but like when I get to the to the terminal, when I get to the gate, they're like, "Does anybody want to check their bags?" You know, for free, and I'm like, "Oh, me, 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 me! I don't want to hold on to my bag, um, un unless unless I have uh, a number of poorly wrapped coffee mugs in a backpack. I didn't check that one because I was I was afraid that they would break, and they did. I didn't even check it, and they still broke. Um, but they were they were poorly wrapped. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> they were very poorly wrapped. Uh, you know, I I know too many people that have had too many problems with uh, checked baggage. I avoid checking bags if I can if 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 at all unavoidable. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm volunteer. I volunteer, and then I volunteer to go on the plane dead last. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be in there any longer than I have to be. So uh, anyway, uh, I guess, I guess there's that. Um, oh, Louis P says, yeah, a thousand percent. Don't ever, don't ever check your bags. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll remember, I'll remember this for next time. Uh, appreciate you guys all being here. Good evening, uh, Bubba. We got a lot to get to, uh, including kind of just the. We do. Yeah, I feel like we do. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that happened this month. There's a lot of things that I want to kind of touch on. As we prepare to issue our final ratings this coming week, I feel like there's a lot that, that we should remember about this month. There are um, lots of things I believe that this Arc Runner did a little bit differently. I think a little bit um, kind of along the lines of feedback, if you will, a little bit over prior months. I think that there were some good things that we got to experience this month, including some of game design's modifications midstream. Um, and some and and some of how these things are player beneficial. Now there were other larger items, the core items of this month, as far as your features, your gameplay with the formation armadas, the artifact gallery, even the officers this month. Um, but I think that uh, that these things, aside from you know maybe implementation or the estimated lifespan of some of these things, I think that they are largely panning out to be not as bad as people thought still certainly very slow absolutely incredibly slow um however to my surprise Bob, i even said it at the beginning of the month um 
I don't remember if it was you and I having this conversation. I said, I feel like players should have a couple of these unlocked. And you said, uh, or, or it was the other way around. Maybe you said that they might have one unlocked, maybe. Um, or, or it was the other way around. I don't know. Maybe I said that there would only be one and you said there would be a couple. Either way, there are some players that have had some decent luck uh, with these formation armadas, with the Triwizard Chest, and actually getting some of their artifacts of choice even unlocked. Uh, even the other night on Twitch, Captain Bull was with us. And uh, Bubba, we were intentionally punching down. Like, we want to... Uh, both Bull and myself, we want to play in the level 30s. We want to play in the level 30 uh, Armadas because of uh, the artifact that we're both chasing happens to be Mud's Helmet. So I feel like um, there were a few tools, maybe not enough or at least not early enough, but some of this data did eventually come and is allowing players a little bit of uh, strategy, dare I say, a little bit of choice in, in trying to figure out what artifacts they may chase. I feel like that is kind of at its core one of the things that I really, really like about uh, a, a piece of gameplay is having players be able to choose divergent paths. So I think that there's that that we can talk about. And then, of course, there's the ever-infamous Kobayashi Maru event that we had a uh, similar style this month. So I, I feel like there are things that we can take some time and dive into, Bubba, that ultimately are not against the grain when we talk about things that we like as players going through a monthly arc. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, were there things that Scopely still did that, that irritated some people? I believe that there was. But um, I have to say, Bubba Joe, this month, as we kind of prepare and ramp up to give our ratings on Wednesday, I kind of feel like this month is going to be better for me. And uh, and we'll be able to discuss some of those bullet items as we proceed on through the night. Obviously, number one on the list, bigger and badder than ever, Bubba Joe. The number one most prioritized item of the entire show is indeed your Talking Trick Stupid News. Daggone it, wrong button. I clicked Speaking the wrong button. Speaking of stupid news. I mean, that was such a good segue, too. I mean, I, I had it queued up and everything. and just the finger slipped, hit the wrong button. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, live from all across the world and from your Talking Trek News studios, it is time for global news headlines. It is time for your Talking Trek stupid news. Stupid news! I mean, seriously, that was such a good segue. God bless. You got, you got a news story for me this week? You want me to give you one? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, just no, don't no, want no. to know if you had one. Oh, no, I'll give, I'll give you one. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. All right, Bob, I'm, I'm PMing it to you right now. You'll get to deliver this one. I'll, I'll come to you. I'll come to you when it's time for sports news. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, police responded to a hotel this past week in California to eject an unusual trespasser causing a ruckus. Bubba Joe, it was uh, absolutely loud and violent and posed a risk to other stayers at this hotel. Ladies and gentlemen, a hotel in California was invaded by a seal. Now, again, we've been talking, there's, there's a lot of this. I don't understand, are we just getting more of this kind of news or is this happening more? You know, we had the fox that pooped in the beer. We had, uh, last week we had the alligator. Who, who bit a guy at a bar, and now we've got a SEAL trying to check into a hotel. You don't normally see them uh, at California hotels, unless, of course, their famous 
celebrities. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, come on, Wolfwood. That was good. Disney's live action remake of The Little Mermaid hits theaters uh, this weekend. Actually started uh, late Thursday night. Bubba Joe for national release on Friday. Gives you a chance to yep. see Sebastian again, as well as the entire rest of the crew and cast of The Little Mermaid. But uh, yeah, Sebastian seemed to be a pretty popular character. Um, on the other hand, if you were looking to save a couple of bucks, if you wanted to see crabs, you could have just stayed at home and watched the Kardashians on television instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. In news that hurts my heart, Papa Joe, the New York uh -oh. Jets, New York Jets fans were holding their breath this week when it appeared that Aaron Rodgers injured his leg while participating in organized team activities. Jets fans everywhere are panicked, worried that they'll miss the playoffs again this year. And then Aaron injured his leg. <laughs> so... You know, bad news up there in New York. I know. I'm, I'm torn, Bubba, on whether or not I should actually make fun of him or not. I feel like I have to. I. Why would you not? I feel like I have to. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in sporting news today, Bubba Joe? Over to Bubba Joe for sports. Well, in sports. sporting news, we have uh, the New England Patriots have lost two days of organized team activities this spring due to the violation of the NFL's offseason rules. Did you hear about this one, DJ? I did read something about that, ironically, as I was preparing the news today. I, I did actually read something about this when I wrote the story and the joke. Well, you know, the Patriots... <laughs> the Patriots have cheated so much over the years, they might as well be Khloe Kardashian's ex-boyfriend. Oh, that's good. But you know, but you know, this has got to bum Bel uh, Bill Belichick out, you know? Yeah, There's I'm no sure. doubt that he's feeling just a little bit deflated by the whole situation. <laughs> Thank you, Bubba Joe. Thank you. Thank you. I gave him the best one, right? That was good. I gave I gave you the best one, Bubba. Look at that. The audience loves it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I give you I give you one last one. All right, this is as we wrap up, Bubba Joe. Of course, we did talk last week uh, about that tragic story where the guy uh, at the bar had his arm, like a, his arm got bit by an alligator. The one that came to the bar. Well, I've got a follow up on that story. The guy uh, who whose arm was bit by the alligator attack uh, at a bar in Florida. He's now being listed and uh, in fair condition at the hospital. So he's recovering and there is there, that's good news. Like they might even be able to, to get him all healed up and everything. I'm telling you, the next time he's in an area where gators live, <laughs> I can tell you one thing's for sure. This guy is sure to be armed. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> <laughs> oh man mm. man oh boy everything was just everything was super top notch today Woo! i mean that patriots joke was pretty good you did give me the best one. i did give <laughs> i did give you the best one strandalorian see that's what happens uh it's a funny stupid news bubba joe is here i had to tease him all right i have to i have to bait him in by giving him the best stories all right, like that's what happened tonight. <laughs> Ayer says, oh, wait, that was a joke. 
Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but but does he have the arm to say "see you later, alligator"? I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see yeah. how he how he reacts to that next time. Uh, Gator's giving it a seven and a half out of ten. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, it. Wolfwood is poking you a little bit. Uh, yeah, Wolfwood is not liking it. He says it could be worse. You could have Jordan Love as your quarterback. Mm. Thanks, Wolfwood. Appreciate. It. <laughs> the e- are you still? Are you? Are you gonna? If if let's just theoretically say that the Packers start. I don't know. Oh, and 12. Are you still going to be a Packers fan this season? Yes, I will be a Packers fan. I've been a Packers fan through the best of times and through the worst of times. I have been with the Green Bay Packers, so we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, E Double Sharp says, I'm a New Englander, and I am gulp not offended, he says. Uh, (laughs) Listen, it's it's not like there's been a little bit of questionable news out of the Patriots over the years, okay? I mean, it's a possible thing. Uh, good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast As here today, Bubba Joe. We will begin uh, our synopsis of the month. We'll begin kind of wrapping up what uh, happened this month, what we were given as far as content and features, et cetera, et cetera, and what we can uh, kind of maybe possibly look forward to in months to come. But really, ultimately, how does it break down here and now? What did it mean for players? Did they get meaningful progression out of it? I will say this, and I'm kind of starting with this, and I know that uh, we have. I I will go ahead and and apologize if, if I don't even know if that's the word. I don't know that I want to outright apologize, but I know that some people, Bubba Joe, were were a little bit disenfranchised last week. Now, sometimes we do content. Uh, we always try to maintain a focus on free-to-play. Putz, you would talk to me about this uh, in our private chat. I, I have always... And, and definitely sometimes may have skewed a little bit just because of my own progression in the game. Sometimes my perspective is not representative of everybody else's, which is why we have players like Putz and Karkin uh, and Aaron here to kind of try to balance that out and keep things in check for me a little bit and give us that experience uh, that may be different from ours, Bubba Joe. That being said, last show, I know that there was a little bit of grumbling because literally we spent two and a half hours on these new paid primes. Now, I want to be really clear about why we spent the time on that because, first of all, I feel like even for spenders, there was a lot of confusion about how these things work or what you could get for what amount of money or what the benefits would have been with the diminished returns and the percentage bonuses and all this. But as Putz pointed out to me um, in, in the closed chat, Bubba Joe, there was an element of that that I believe was good for the free-to-play audience in that, A, we want you to know what it is, all right, so that if in the event you ever did want to drop a couple of bucks or if there was, and here's the kicker, Bubba Joe, if there was ever an opportunity for you to engage with these types of content, all right, Uh, because I'll tell you, Bubba, throughout the week, I became aware of, I don't know if you want to call it evidence, but I became aware of another piece of content in the game that does actually make me wonder whether or not Scopely has a plan for this all along. And as you've said, Bubba Joe, it definitely needs to happen. I cannot imagine that Scopely can look at this and 
and at the sizes of these bonuses and the vast difference in what the game modes will be, right? The game economies for players who have the primes and players who don't have the primes. Um, there, there's, it's just so massively large that I can't imagine that Scopely hasn't at least thought about the fact that there will have to be something at some point. And, Putz, you and I you were really, talking about this. Go ahead, y- Bubba. You need to come with a better imagination then because I can totally see that they have no plan. Well, I mean, that is possible, okay? But, but I, would have to, I would have to think, Bubba, that something so massive and something so influential to the game's economy, I mean, that would, that would literally introduce a completely different economy a totally different game mode for players who have it and don't. So, you know, Putz and I were talking, and, and he said, you know, I appreciated learning how it worked. Uh, I don't know if Putz, Putz is on the stage, but he's been muted. He, he says, I appreciate – oh, there you are, Putz. Tell us a little bit about what you took from the last show, because obviously you're not going to go drop hundreds of dollars on this new Prime, but there was still an element, maybe subtle, but a piece of the show – last week that that you focused in on and wanted players to to recognize can you share that perspective yeah yeah and it it comes down to this if you look at the numbers that these uh primes are going to introduce it it has made a extreme uh, chasm between people who have it and people who don't and they are going to be forced by either you know, with the this chasm getting bigger and bigger, or with, you know, content creators banging the drum on these are so great, these are so good, everybody should have them. You know, I took that's what I took away from this is that you basically were, you know, touting how good they were and 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 that, you know, if you if you uh could afford it, you probably should get it. It's gonna it's gonna majorly change your gameplay. Um and I know that you've also talked to people at Scopely and said the same thing that these, you know, these need to have a free to play path sooner rather than later, or it's going to completely, I don't want to say break the game, but it's going to cause such a chasm between the people who do, do and don't that it's just not going to be fun anymore. And so they've, they've really got to do that. And I think that you did the best that you could do as a content creator, banging that drum saying, these are great. Thank you very much. We really like them. Let's get them out to everybody as soon as we can. Well, and, and I appreciate you saying that because that is true. Um, when we're looking at the, the impacts that these things had, Bubba, it, it's undeniable what the math shows. But what is certainly possible, as you point out, that has not been considered or there's not a plan for yet or this or that, there, there just absolutely has to be. You know, and and putts, I I appreciate that, and I will absolutely continue to kind of to kind of harp on that. As a matter of fact, I even said, Bubba Joe, uh, here publicly, that I would take back everything negative I had to say about it if there was a grinder's path introduced, and and players like Cruzito and Steven Zarin have have tried to you know calm on calm me down a little bit and and just say, hey, listen, they don't really ever share future stuff they, they have on occasion Cerritos was an example but they don't typically do that and and there could be something coming and when it comes putts I will I will settle down 
All right. But I do think that you're absolutely right. I think Bob is absolutely right when he talked to President Echo. I think that I'm right when I talk to President Echo is that this is such a, a massive change that it has to. And it and again, I'm with Putts. It has to be introduced sooner than later. I mean, this is not something I think you can wait six months on. Now, whether or not, Bubba Joe, that the path itself might take six months to start making some meaning, meaningful progression, that's fine. But the path itself does in fact need to exist coming from server 22 e double sharp is on the stage uh offering his perspective as a spender uh sharp did you actually did you spend on these primes uh, if you buy packs i guess it makes sense that you would have right well in fact i don't generally buy packs um there i i buy the things if it's 50 dollars or less i'll consider it 100 dollars or more i'm like i don't need that but all these uh, the these things started at um, five dollars and then twenty dollars and then twenty dollars. It was basically a uh, dollar per percentage because that that third thing got you forty five percent efficiency, and I was like dollar per percent efficiency. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's in my budget. And then you know I got a little bit tipsy one night and I got the second one, which got me a hundred percent efficiency. And I went, what? And all of a sudden, my auger went from tier four to tier five just with the maps that I had available. And I went, oh, this is great. Oh, hold on. There are going to be a ton of people who ground that stuff out ahead of me that didn't have this available to them. And they are not going to be happy that I just joined them in their, their not their tier their rank their, their grind space their, their yeah their club i i i, I so I, i'm really happy that this was available to me but other people like it was demanded of them that they spend their time doing this and i was able to spend like maybe what i would spend on a dinner out and all of a sudden be in that Urgh. like I'm super happy for myself, not so happy for them. So my empathy is really kind of killing me there. I get it. And and that is a thing uh, that that happens in this game, unfortunately, more often than, than we probably really highlight, Bubba Joe, where previous grinds or things are made cheaper. Like, uh, I remember going back, if, if some of you guys who were here um, back in the original G3 days, like, let's go back in time three years, maybe four years, uh, for some of you guys, remember the original G3 Epic packs, okay? Like, when they would sell blueprints to G3 Epic ships, and it, you guys may or may not remember, but it was something crazy. Um, and, and I'm wanting to say 15. Is that what it was, guys? Can you guys remember for $100, it was 15 blueprints for for an enterprise, a level 34 enterprise. That's right, Aries. I was thinking 15. Snake Eyes in the chat thinking it was less than that. Um, Jayberg says, yeah, I can remember the days when we would cash quantify an enterprise for $1,000. Okay? And imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that, new guys. Uh, Thank you, Sharp, for your comment. Imagine that, you know, looking into the game for the first time and seeing – and, and Snake Eyes is saying, I'm pretty sure it was more than that. But even if it was $1,000, even if it was $1,000, like, that's bad enough. 
And today, that is a ship that can be ground out with a few months, maybe maybe more than a few months, Bubba Joe, maybe five, six months worth of time and, and you know, using the game's mechanics. But no cash at all has to really be dropped for that. And it didn't used to be that way. The Enterprise literally used to be, in the very early days, it was paywall. Anubis says it's almost as bad as a $1,000 Mayflower. Now, I'll tell you, Anubis, it wasn't a thousand. Listen, we're talking about a thousand dollars just to get the blueprints. All right, at least the <laughs> this doesn't help. At least the thousand dollars I put into the Mayflower got me to tier six. Okay, so you don't need. I don't need all that commentary out of the <laughs> out of the chat. All right, my thousand dollars got my Mayflower. You don't need all that lip. That's right, and he got it up to like tier six. Okay, um, so yeah, the original. Let's look at the original level twenty six ships. All right, those were several hundred dollars when they came out. So, <clears throat> excuse me, things like that, uh, Double Sharp, have definitely happened throughout the years. But, Bubba, there is that sentiment, right? There is that feeling kind of rippling across the community here today, especially amongst some of the, uh, I would say in particular, amongst some of the higher G5, but as he just indicated, you know, even down in G3 with the auger and, and tearing it up. You remember, guys, even six months ago, a year ago, we used to say there's no real point in maxing an Enterprise. Remember, like, we would say, listen, Tier 8 is probably more than sufficient that the, a, the sheer expense in materials to go from Tier 8 to Tier 9 really kind of made it to the point where, Bubba, you probably didn't need to do that. Now, I know a lot of players still did, or players would go on and then come back and finish it out when they had better efficiencies or this or that. But really, truthfully, if you're a 35, a 36, like I, I had this question here just probably a week or two ago uh, before we had all this debacle with the primes. They said, listen, I'm a 37, maybe it was, maybe 38, and I don't want to go up anymore until I have maxed both my Enterprise and my Augur. And I said, why do you feel that way? Well, because, you know, I want to have the best ships and I want to be able to PvP and, and I want to be able to do all my stuff and I want it to carry me. And I'm like, to be honest with you, all right, I, I mean, for an Ops 37 now, I kind of feel Tier 6 on a G3 Epic is enough to, to let you do what you need to do. Now, are you going to dominate in PvP? Maybe, maybe not depending on what your server environment is like. But a maxed Enterprise at, at Ops 37 is just simply not necessary. Sure, it's nice, but it's expensive. Well, not and not only that, with another Ops 37. Well, no, you're right. Maybe not. But, but even then, no, no, the no, cost... What I'm, what I'm, hang on. What I'm saying is, is that you, if you have a max tier... G3 Epic at Ops 37. You are going to dominate all the other Ops 37s that are around you that don't have one, or the Ops 38 or 39. But if you're into PvP, and you want to go hit up on those, you know, Kelvins and Valdors and whatnot, a max tier Enterprise is going to be able to hit really hard, and an Ops 37 is going to be able to compete with those players because of that. Now, sure. Um, so it really depends. Now, if you're talking about engaging in PVE, that's a completely different story. You know, doing your objectives, doing your dailies, then yeah, you, you don't need that max. But if you, if, if you play this game exclusively for PVP, every tier you put into your ship allows you to hit a slightly higher player. 
That is true, and I acknowledge that. McLovin also says uh, the tier of your G3 can make a difference for Armadas. Absolutely true. Um, solo Armadas now, very real thing. Absolutely true, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But let's look at it from an analytical perspective, or at least what the historical perspective has been on this Bubba Joe, because if you've adopted this Prime, it may not be true for you anymore. But an Ops 37, is it more expensive to max that enterprise than it would be at, say, Ops 42. And when I say expensive, I don't necessarily mean cash. I might just mean actual sheer quantity of materials, not only in what you're putting into the ship, but also what you might have been earning from events. And not only that, but what you may actually be saving putting into the ship with increased efficiencies. All right? So... I do absolutely understand the perspective of some players, Bubba Joe, where things have now gotten tougher. Trader made her opinion known and saying, listen, I acknowledge, like, it's never going to be the same price as what I paid for it. Like, every day that goes by in this game, although super subtle, but every day that goes by in this game, it gets cheaper for somebody else to do what I already paid to do. And that is a fact. We've talked about this before. When you look at quantifying in cash, a feature or the ability to obtain something. For example, Bubba Joe, I remember when Syndicate came out and we were talking about the cash equivalent of what it would take to, to say, hit Syndicate level 25. It was multiple thousands of dollars, but, in and again, very minutely, but every single day that price tag goes down because of what you can grind, source, obtain in the game as just participation and free-to-play. If you pay to max something out, then you are spending the absolute most of anybody else that's going to come after you. And, and I feel like players should absolutely remember that when we're looking at things like this. Now, on the other hand, this one is bigger than anything we've ever seen. Bubba, this one is massive. I mean, we're talking multiple factors here. We're not talking, uh, you know, a half reduction or a 60% reduction. I mean, we're talking cut it in half, then cut it in half, then cut it in half, then cut it in half again. I mean, it, it's pretty significant what this gap is. So I do understand what Double Sharp is saying. There are players out there who do feel that way. We had one uh, in our audience uh, this past week who who just said, you know, I feel like this is, you know, this is so significant that it's not, you know, a little bit cheaper every single day. It's not a little bit cheaper over time. It's literally what I spent yesterday could literally be thousands less for a player today, you know. And I, I have to acknowledge that position. I mean, it's pretty – it was very abrupt. It was like ripping that Band-Aid off. So I appreciate your comments, Double Sharp. And, Bubba, I know that, that you have talked to a lot of players who feel something similar, yeah? Um, yes, there have been a number of players that feel that way. Yes. Do you feel that there is a certain threshold of where that type of depreciation or that type of gameplay savings should happen? Like, do you feel like this was too much? Too much, too fast, maybe? I know Aaron had brought up the perspective no, that this I don't is multiple think there can be. I don't think there can be too much, considering the problems that there are in the economies. Okay. But you don't think it was too – like, what if, what if they had done what Aaron said and said, okay, this is going to be the next six months worth of primes. 
that we're just going to dump on y'all at once. But what if they had spaced them out? One, you know, a month or one every two months for the next six months or a year. Was, would that be too slow to take care of the economy problems? Yes, that would have. So, 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 hey, so, there are going to be players um, that are upset that this came out too quickly. It was too much at one time. I am not one of them, and I have very strong words for the players that think that way. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, especially when it comes to money, right? I mean, this is this is their investment, and and while we can say that it is pixels or it's entertainment, I mean, at the same time, like who spends a thousand dollars on a Mayflower anymore? You know what I'm saying? I could be really mad that that doesn't have to happen, but you know, things do change, you know. But I I I, I do understand. The difference, you know, for example, if I, if I dropped $1,000 on the pay flower, Bubba Joe, and the next day, the next day, Scopely re- released a research that allowed you to max it for five bucks, I mean, yeah, I probably would have been. Look at, look at how I and a lot of players feel, even about this G4 and G5 ship parts prime that came out in the export research tree. I'm a little bit salty about that. Not because... Other players have a better advantage. Like, that's not my perspective. My perspective is my dollar doesn't matter anymore. You know, uh, again, just like with the Mantis and Tau, just like with the Mantis uh, and Syndicate, I feel like I'm paying twice for the same mechanic. And that is more of my complaint as it is compared to somebody else gets it cheaper I'm just kind of worried about myself. I'm looking at myself. I'm like, well, golly, I just dropped this money that yeah. now really doesn't matter anymore. Why does it not matter? Yeah, see, like, I've... No, no, hang on. Why does it not matter? Because if... if Did in... your power drop? No. Okay. Are you not able to blow up the ship's PvP or PvE it has nothing. It has nothing to do with power. This was, this was an efficiency. This was cost. You know, so so for example, my the my cost f- that by definition has zero value in this game. Well, <laughs> maybe, but if I if here's how I look at it: if I had waited, all right, if I had waited in my case even ten days, all right, but it could have been a month or two months for some players. And and Cruzito, I get that it works. Okay, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm saying that it stacks. I, I acknowledge all those things. But what I'm simply saying is this, and, and no one's going to change my mind on this. I spent $200 for a third of what $100 would buy me today, and it was only two months ago. In my case, 10 days ago. You know what I'm saying? Or 10 days before this Prime came out. That is my fundamental problem, is that I spent $100 for 50% on G4. I spent $100 for 50% on G5. And, and literally 10 days after I elected to buy those, $100 buy, bought me 140% as compared to the 50, 140% for both G4 and G5. So that is that is my feeling on it. You know, that's my grump with it. But again, that is personal. That's my perspective. And why we did the show that we did last week, Bubba Joe, was to make everybody aware fundamentally, objectively, data-wise, analytically, what these primes do. I'm not going to tell anybody that they're a bad idea. As a matter of fact, they're wonderful. They are wonderful. But you know what? I have $200 less to spend on them now because I spent them on something else that I wouldn't have had I known that that something like this was going to happen. And 
and that just that's not a good feeling whether or not it might not even be anybody's fault all right it's just coincidence right but it still makes me feel bad all right and I think players out there probably could potentially maybe feel bad about that that doesn't mean what Scopely did was would wrong. you be happy would you be happy if they increased the initial prime the one that you purchased to match the value of the other one yeah okay yeah sure I probably would be. All right. Um, at least it would be a step in the right direction. They won't. They can't increase it enough to make it equal to what I would have spent here. All right. They would have to increase both of them to 250%. Because, again, still, regardless of what their bonus is, I paid for G4 and G5 independently. So they, they'd, have to, they'd have to get way crazier than, I, than what they would be able to do. That being said, at least it would be a gesture, right? It would be a token to players who did buy into that and say, hey, listen, you know, we understand the timing of this was a little bit rough. Sorry about that. We'll see what we can do to, to help you feel a little bit better about your purchase. Obviously, we appreciate. We thank you for your purchase. Thank you for spending money in our game. We don't want anybody to feel like poop because they spent money in our game. So here's a token. And, and I don't know that I would... Be opposed to something like that, to be honest with you, Bubba Joe. I mean, would anybody, and let's flip the coin over, would anybody be upset who didn't buy that one and bought the new one? Would anybody be upset that players who bought the old one got a gesture of good faith? Because well, you it, can still buy the old one. You can still go back and be like, well, okay, that's, that's true. good enough now. I'll it, go does, buy it. it does go both ways, though. For example, Mike from Chicago says, you know, yeah, like they did for those of us who bought the Mantis while the systems were broken. Yeah, and that's why I'm not, you know. Oh, I'll I'll do you one better as it relates to the Mantis. All right, for the people that bought the Syndicate Prime, for sure. It's exactly it's the same principle, and I feel like this is this is happening more often than I'd really like to feel good about. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just feel like these types of of content duplication. Are, are dangerous, and I don't make players feel good. I mean, are they ultimately good for the game? Yes. Is the Mantis good for the game? Yes. Is the Mantis good for Syndicate eh. Advancement? Yes. Yes. Yes, but yes. Mm, I don't know about the first part. Well, and Scopely seems to agree with me because they basically just undid it all. Well, they did. Then they did it again with Tau. So, you know, I I, I just kind of look at this, and, and I wonder – why things like this happen it, it it's not a good feeling all right so that actually like this happened because they don't have a plan and there's nobody driving the ship that's why I things don't know like about this all happen. that i mean i i will um... guarantee you that this these things happen these things don't happen if they have a plan and there's somebody that's actually driving the ship from a design perspective they well, don't happen in good quality games that have designers who actually have the reins on everything. You're saying released. you're saying Scoopley. you don't release freebooters the month after you release Tal to the public. <laughs> you're saying that that Scopely doesn't have a Kevin Feige. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that, 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 that they, Correct. That's right. All right. That they don't have. Uh, what's the 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 big showrunner right now for Star Trek Picard? Uh, Terry. Uh, Metalis, yeah. I mean, he's he's great, right? He's a brilliant genius. Um, are you saying that we don't have a Terry Metalis at Scopely? Is that is that what you're saying? 
I don't even know that we don't have like someone four levels down from Terry Metalis. Like <laughs> Terry Metalis would be the person that's looking at the five-year plan saying we're doing these general things, but they don't even have somebody that's looking at it in a quarter perspective. It's like, we're going to do these things for these three months. And then the next three months, we're going to be doing these things and they need to come out in this order for this reason. Right. So no, they're, and, and I mean, we don't have to go back very far. We could go to this month even to look at that. There is a lack of communication within Scopely every single month. There is an instance of a lack of communication within Scopely in the way that things come out. So no, I, I, I you want to have faith in Scopely. You are more than welcome to have all the faith in Scopely you have, but it is far more realistic to suggest and to see that this is an internal Scopely problem that we get this as opposed to them being smart about how they release things. Well, there's there's certainly a lot more conversation that could be had about that, and I don't want to do a whole other show about it. I, I really kind of wanted to touch on it to make sure that people understood the intent behind that show was not to sell packs. The intent behind that show uh, was to make sure that everybody was educated on what it does, clarify the confusion and the haze that were surrounding the fact that that we had, you know, Ops 39s out there screaming about a $600 prime, simply not the case, okay? Um, Stevens Aaron probably described it best as in this is multiple primes stacked into one that will unlock as Ops progresses. Um, as far as people who were hit with a $400, $500, $600 prime, that was primarily your higher Ops level players. They're the ones who who might have legitimately had some sticker shock, an Ops 39, an Ops 41, even an Ops 45, they are looking at $100, $200, maybe $300, uh, and, and eventually. So we wanted everybody to be very aware of how it worked. Um, but trust me, my personal feelings on it are, are still there. That being said, let's, let's step off of the Prime, okay? I don't want to do a whole second show about it, Bubba Joe, but let's, uh, let's change gears. I actually made some show notes today. I want to kind of go down this list because I feel like there were a lot of things this month. This was not a light month. You know, we've talked over the last couple of arcs how it was a little bit lighter. Scopely said that they were working on things. Um, and whether or not you believe that that was the case or not, they they definitely had a couple of months there, Bubba, that were certainly lighter in content, lighter in the feature, lighter in the demands of of engineering or the Scopely team as far as time. So, but this month wh- came out, what and I feel you, like there was a lot to talk about. What are you defining as lighter in content? I mean, they released the same number of officers this month. I mean, granted, there's the new systems and the formatas, but we've had things like that. It's, it's, I don't see the last couple of months as lighter. They were just worthless. And so we didn't care about the things they were releasing. Well, let's Not look at the event lighter, store month. They were just terrible. What was the feature in the event store month? It was the Titan. All right. And the Titan was something that a lot of players waited on, Bubba Joe. That was not like a feature for the galaxy. All right. In the chat, raise your hand real quick or, or throw it up in the chat. Were you uh, – let me, let me ask a yes or no question. That way you can just throw it in the chat. Yes or no, are you 
delayed on the acquisition of the Titan because you're waiting on the free to play path to manifest or, or to finish, right? Cause it's already here, but are I'm you at 53 shards? There you go. Thank you. Karkin look here in the chat, Bubba Joe. All right. There's, there's a very healthy mix. A lot of people said that they didn't wait and that's fair, but look here, there was a lot of people that did. And maybe that's part of my perspective, Bubba Joe, that I look at the last month and I realized that a lot of players did not jump in so maybe the titan wasn't as impactful to the galaxy because a lot of people were waiting on it not only that but i think people might have been slightly disappointed with the narrative of the titan and i think that it's also possible that the titan like the cerritos okay might be a little bit this might be a little deceptive bubba joe you said uh which titan's not a part of this arc but let's do this on another show just yes or no real quick you blasted through a bunch more research. Are you now seeing any significance to the Titan or your original opinion still hold? So if you ask me, do I get benefit from using max fortification from a Titan when I'm attacking Armadas? The answer is yes. But the question should be, do I get enough benefit from attacking armadas with max fortification with a titan considering that i only get to have two max fortifications and there's an hour cooldown between them the answer is by god no now if they turned fortification into an activated ability of like 500 and max fortification into 3000 and kept the limits the same i would have an entirely different perspective but the timer either needs to go up by a factor of like five or six, right? So that the timer is instead of 10 or 15 minutes, it's like an hour and a half. Like something needs to change to make that worthwhile. Um, I have maxed all of the relevant nodes with the Titan. They're all maxed. They're all 10 out of 10 or five out of five. So I'm getting like 240% extra shots. I'm getting... 30% additional crit percentage and like 300% additional crit or 260% additional crit damage. So I'm getting as much benefit from the Titan as you can. And do I kill Armadas a little bit better? Yeah, a little bit better, but not nearly worth the 1,200 particles of the maximum 24,000 that I can have. It's just not, it's nowhere close to the return that you get, uh, that you need to get, as opposed to something like the Cerritos or the... Um, or the um, the Defiant. Both of those are far more relevant. And um, the Defiant, for a lot of players, is a combat ship for them, right? And the Titan doesn't look like it's ever going to be that. Yeah, so, I agree. No, the, the, the Titan itself, like, if you want something else, you want another ship to go do, and you decided not to get the Defiant, or you're just whatever with the Defiant, you're, you decide not to invest in the research, you're like, I'm going to go the Titan route, you're going to see some benefits from the Titan but it's going to be far less flexible in its use than the Defiant was. And you're still going to want the Cerritos more than either, more than either of them. So no, I'm not, the, the Titan is, is not any better today that I have maxed the research than it was when I initially postulated that it's, it has issues. I wonder if that will hold true though, for a mid range ops player who does see the ability to hit a larger target. Right. I, I don't think anybody would disagree in the amount that we get to use it or the spacing in which we're allowed to use it. Like, I do feel like there could be some adjustments there, but there are a lot of players who are punching up 
right? Punching up because of the effects of the Titan. And as research gets better, I mean, this is one of those scenarios, Bubba, where you're you're maxed out. There's not a target you can't hit. So is it going to demonstrate its full potential to you? You know, there are other players out there who have talked about just being boosted, right? Karkin, uh, when we have been doing some of these formation armadas, you're getting the benefit of fortification and, and some max fortification. And obviously, even without the research... If I'm lucky enough to be one of the picked few. That's right. Even, but but I also haven't got the Titan, so my research isn't nearly exactly. as effective. All as you're someone, getting is the base yeah. value, but it's still, on the occasion that you get the boost, it still makes a difference in your performance. So um, I, I feel like, you know, again, that's not related to this arc. I was just kind of curious, wanted to circle back to it. But to, to kind of parlay into your comments i do feel as though it was not as immersive as this month was and we could skip over the officers because you're right there's always a couple of officers if anything this month we got one less officer than we would typically get but when we talk about immersion all right when we talk about the content for all let's talk about the artifacts and this is something that a lot of players in G3, a lot of players from, say, I don't know, range from 35 to maybe 39 or 35 to 40 have been really critical of over the last couple of months, which is give us a piece of new content. Give us a slice of pie. Like, we're tired of leftovers, right? We want something new for us. We want some piece of content that is exciting and new for us. And I feel... and and. There's going to be people that that disagree with me, maybe staunchly, uh, on the surface of this comment, but I feel like at 26-plus, Formation Armadas and the Artifact Gallery, as far as player immersion, were a, were a grand slam, home run, knock it out of the park. And, and I'm not necessarily talking about the mechanics. I'm not talking about the 12 people. And I'm not talking about the strategy and the confusion and the lack of tools to make this an easy task. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about just players being able to engage. Players being able to take a look at a new piece of content and actually say, all right, this month I get to play. You know, I look at players like Putz and Karkin who, Karkin, you even said at the beginning of this month, wow, I might actually get to use some of the information I learned on the podcast this month, now, this month, instead of waiting six months. And I feel, yeah. like, I feel like that was, I feel like that is absolutely commendable. I feel like that is something that, well, commendable might not be the right word. That's what should happen. There should be content for everybody, regardless of your age in this game. There should be something for you to be able to enjoy doing. And I feel like this uh, was closer. I'm not going to say it was perfect, but this was closer than anything we've had over the last six months uh, in allowing yeah, players to play. It, yeah, you got some people poking you in the chat about that. Like, it, it, To say that this is a home run is is a little okay, bit exaggerated. That, might be, that might be a little it dramatic. Is, it is a home run relative to what we've gotten for the last Fair enough. Months. That's where I was going, okay? That's like, where I'm going. It's, it's <laughs> like you, you you just punched a deep double, and it looks like it's a home run because we haven't gotten out of the infield But it bounced months, off the wall, yes. right? <laughs> but it bounced off the wall, yes. Fair enough. That's right. Like when you, when you go seven innings without a hit, 
Okay, when you go seven innings without a hit and then you got that deep fly to right field and it bounces off the wall in the air, you're like, oh, so close. But, hey, it was still good, right? It was still good. And um, I feel that this, as far as a feature goes. Now, was the math perfect? No. They actually came out and issued an adjustment on the math. They issued an adjustment on the acquisition. All right, so it didn't launch perfectly. They reacted and launched what will uh, I will deem as an improvement, call it chilly or not. There was an improvement to the artifact gallery and its system and its loop and its mechanic uh, during the mid-month patch. I still, I still am trying to keep Steven Aaron's voice in the back of my head by saying, okay, it's month one. Acquisition of this thing looks terrible. But like all things, Syndicate XP, Trade XP, um, you know, these things that have looked like they're going to take forever, they get better over time. And I'm trying really hard to hold on to Steven Aaron's voice in the back of my head because regardless of how everybody was able to participate, Bubba Joe, there are still, I mean, the, the timeline on this feature is just forever long. Uh, very quickly, let's do this in the chat before we take our first break. Uh, you guys, I, we, we talked about this a little bit on Twitch the other night. Bubba, you instigated the conversation. Where are you guys yep. on your artifact acquisition? All right. Um, Bubba Joe, I actually got another level since that night, just in some of the stuff that I was doing. Where are you guys looking? I've got level two now on uh, Worf's Dagger. All right. I'm up to level four on Picard's Fossil. And I've got three other artifacts unlocked. So I'm still at five artifacts unlocked. But I've got one to level four, one to level two, and then three of them to level one. Admittedly, for me, Bubba Joe, that is more than I thought would come this month. But still, still incredibly slow. We talked about this at the beginning of the month. Here's the math on this, guys. Uh, An uncommon is going to take approximately approximately 500 shards to max it out, okay? It's not on the nose. As a matter of fact, I think it's a shade more, Bubba. I think it's like 560 or something like that. But let's just, because there's there's a general template I'm going with. The uncommons are roughly 500. The rares are roughly 1,000. And the epics are roughly 1,500. Bubba Joe, if you look at all 28 of these artifacts, that puts into the game... 29,000 shards. 29,000 possible shards. Now, that is like looking at the outlaw tree and saying, okay, how many Stella particles is it going to take for you to max it out? And some of this stuff goes all the way up to Ops 50, right? And some of these are higher than that. So I don't mean to, to be unfair about it when I say, listen, an Ops 35 doesn't need 29,000 shards to to get any benefit. Okay, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying the potential lifespan of this feature is magnificent, magnificently large. And it would be nice in my mind (laughs) to see this path accelerated um, more than what it is. Because you know what? I feel like Forgotten Shields is right. I doubt this is the last time we've seen the introduction of a new artifact either. This is a feature so that me, they can do and add to 
whether or not they do, but they can't. Go ahead, Bubba. So what is it that you think needs to be uh, increased? Oh, you know, okay. And that, that question, question is to the chat. I want yeah. I, I want to see what people – what is it that they, what people think needs to be increased? What do you think, DJ? What do you think, Karkin? So, Karkin, you go first. I, well, I, I'll take the heat for this. All right, I, let, me, let me go first, and I'll, I'll take some heat for it. Um, I think there's a couple of things that need to happen. All right, if I was in a pick-one scenario – if I'm going to pick one scenario, I am going to go with directives, even over the timer of the chest, all right? And, and I'll tell you why. The, the directives are the best source of direct shards. Now, for that reason, Bubba, I also think it's the one that Scopely is going to approach with the utmost caution. For example... I believe that it would be more likely for them to reduce the cooldown on the chest than it would be to increase directives, okay? But here's why. The the chest, the cooldown, the 72-hour cooldown, that's controlled. It's still controlled by Scopely. If they made it 24 hours, then you're still earning 10 shards per day. All right, if they reduced it to 24 hours. At this particular case, it's 10 shards every three days. Now, again, not everybody needs 29,000 of these shards, but, I mean, Bubba. Whew. Woo! 10 shards every three days. All right? That's, that's a long road. Let's say you are an Op 60. All right? Let's say you are an Op 60, Bubba. You could, you could max every single one of these if you wanted. How long would we expect it to take to to max a couple of these, much less all of them? You know, and I'm not saying I want it all, want it now. I'm not I'm not going down that road, but I'm just saying ten shards every three days. So the reason I'm going to go with directives, Bubba Joe, is simply because if you as a team, if you as a group of players are able to properly execute the completion of this mechanic, then it's the most rewarding for two reasons. One, it's direct shards. But two, you can choose your shards to a certain degree. And I feel like those are both very, very positive pieces of this puzzle that being said, directives are the best way to, to get the direct shards. You need more of them so you can do more of the groups and more of the Triwizard Chests and more of the direct shards. So I'm going to go with directives. But there's, other, there's okay. other ideas. The timer on the chest is one. Increasing the number of shards per redeem is another. So there's a couple of ways that you could look at it. But I'm going to go with directives. Karkin, what do you got? Well, that one's probably the the most effective. Like, even if you increased the um, the shard count in the armada itself, because whereas some people are able to do the three pull and still have extra, and it's just and they wish that they could have a cheap, you know, a, refines every two days or one day. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing those pulls with the directives, or potentially the highest power in the group, then you're not pulling all those, so you're reliant on the starter or the premium ones or the luck of the mega. So 
more directives is the way to go. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, because even um, each as of a, the three aspects. That's right. As a starter, you're also getting one of the premium pulls, which again, Bubba, I think is just why Scopely's just a little bit gun shy here in in adding direct shards. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if you add the directives, not only are you adding the the let's say for for 100 directives that go out, Bubba Joe. All right, for one player. Well, that's not actually true. Let's say 300 directives go out for three players. Okay, Bubba Joe, that is 120 shards that can be pumped into your team. But on top of that, it's another 30 shards that go to the starters. You know, so what we're talking about here is that every time a a formation armada, trimata, formata, whatever you want to call it, every time a group of three is completed, if it's done properly, if it's done, I'm going to say perfectly, Bubba Joe, 150 shards are injected into the player's hands. Now, I know Scopely's going to look at that number and be like, oof, that's a lot. That's a lot. All right, but I think we're missing the subtlety. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. It surely does. It sounds like a lot. But when you're talking that an individual player will get 10 of those, all right? And and on top of that, the starter would get a second 10. So now you're at 20. Out of 29,000, so, it's still a very long road. So I have a different opinion. So on the one hand, I understand exactly what you're saying, DJ. Okay. And I the chat was overwhelmingly directives. Yeah, I know. I don't think the game as it's set up today could handle more directives. Okay. And the reason I don't think it could is there are not enough of these armadas. There would they be, respawn fast you enough. Would need, they do respawn pretty fast, but if you start upping this, so we're like we're basically at one a week per player, right? If you made this two a week, now there's additional strain. And not only is it two a week, people aren't. some people are going to run formatas, but people are going to wait. We're assuming this is the beginning of a formata event that is going to run for the next three months, right? There's no reason to assume that there are not going to be more formata events. So people are going to spend this time banking up directives. And then when there's a formata event, people are going to try and spend their bank of directives so really what or we're going to need to see is it'll be okay <laughs> I, what we're going to need to see is next month when we run a formata event assuming it counts on commons assuming we don't get a new class and it only counts those or something right it's just something that we're going to see it's, it's an assumption i'm making is that we're going to see a formata event with people having two or three weeks to bank up directives at one a week and now we're going to have to see do we have enough armadas to facilitate that? Whereas right now, players were delayed, right? They had to wait a week to run the first one, or they had to spend. And then they had to wait a re- to run their second one, except for the two that they got started right away, right? They got a little kickstart. So let's wait and see what happens in like three weeks or whatever if we're going to now have a little bit of a tightening of people being able to start armada- four armadas whenever they want. Now, if it's fine... 
right, after people have saved up these directives, then maybe it's fine. Maybe we can increase the directives a little bit. Um, but that's where I see that there's going to be some congestion is that people are going to be trying to compete in these events, launching these formatas constantly for those events. And remember, there's only one per system. Yeah. Right. We would probably need more systems with more formatas to support that, even without introducing a new type of formata. Now, I agree with everything else. Like directives are important to getting shards, their direct shard acquisition. Um, so I, I agree with everything the chat said. Everything that you said as far as directives is probably the bottleneck. Yeah, we could change the cooldown. Yeah, we could do a couple of other things. I don't like changing the cooldown right now because it's not only gating some shards, but it is also gating the building. And if you speed that up now, you may end up with something like what we have with the treasury where I have... 20,000 more tokens than I need to take it to level 60. Right. So, couple, so, couple. so I think that I, I, I think that I, I agree with what you guys are saying as far as the directives. I don't think the game is currently set up to support people running more of these with the number of formation armadas that we have currently in the game. So, I gotta, hey, DJ, you go ahead, Bots. Hey, DJ, there, there is one thing I wanted to mention about the events that uh with the formation armadas uh this month uh we had the three uh formation armada events each week and uh, for the first two weeks the sms for damage ran along with the slb and <laughs> yeah. what and the alb the third the third run it ran immediately after um and lots of people ran out of directives um and i will have to say that uh even for the uh, even for the damage event, um, the difference between the 35s and the 40s, um, y you could you could stumble over backwards with a G3 epic, uh, one or two of them, and and w knock out a 35. But you needed two or three G4 ships, um, very well researched G4 ships, uh, in a 40 to kill it. And the damage required, if you are, if you were in that window of, well, I would probably say 38 to 41, if you were in that window of operations and your damage that you had to get to for that, to, to complete that event was pretty darn hard. Um, I was in, I would say a dozen or more each time around and only once out of the three times that I complete that damage event. Um, there's just not enough damage in the 35s and you have to bring another ship. You have to bring way more powerful ships uh, to, to do the forties to beat them. Mm. Yeah. It's just something to think about. They should probably maybe yeah. look at those numbers. You know, so here's the deal. I, I can see validity with, with many comments that Bubba and Putz have both presented. So while they were talking, I was, I was kind of looking and even the same thing Putz is saying. So first of all, right now we've got 18 systems. Okay. 18 systems, Bubba. I, I'm hesitant on saying that the game can't handle more directives because the respawn timer is literally minutes. All right. If that, like two, three minutes, uh, which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. By the way, community be, be complimentary of that. We hate waiting. We hate waiting. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking, 
We're talking a minute or two tops, all right? And and that is a very, very solid thing. I also want to come back to Cruzito. Now, Cruzito's been giving me a lot of, lot of static here over the last couple of shows. But he brings up a really, really good point, all right, that I want to remind people of. For example, my good old buddy Dragon Keeper here in the chat, who is currently holding 243,000 uh, artifact loot. All right, 243,000. Now, he played in a handful of armadas to get that much loot. On the other hand, Cruzito says, we have to be careful. We are very, very fickle sometimes, Bubba Joe. For example, we want less screen time, okay? Then we want more directives so we can run formatas 24-7, all right? I acknowledge that position. I think we should be, we should be a little bit more cognizant of the intent. And so I'm going to be really, really careful here for a moment. And I'm going to, to perhaps maybe give a slight bit of observational insight to players, okay, in that do we need 250,000 artifact gallery loot? Like, does that mean that we went a little bit overkill? Maybe, you, maybe we did. Maybe you were chasing a leaderboard. It's completely fine, okay? I, I get it. But, Bubba, you observed at the beginning of the month, you said, I find it odd. I find it odd that the loot gain here, like the levels of loot in the Armada, were so similar from the bottom all the way up to the top. And we postulated as to what that could mean, what that could do. What if, Kobe crazy, you're crazy. What if that was twofold? One, to not punish players for chasing their artifact of choice. Because again, like I said, Captain Bull and I, we're, we're going after the 30s. If I see a 30 pop, I'm going to go play in it. If I am going to start one, as long as there wasn't a damage event, all right, but if I'm going to start one moving forward, it's going to be a 30. So I'm not feeling the pressure with loot. Dragon Keeper says, listen, I could pull this at 72 hours for, what did he say? 45 days, max pulls with the current timer to use this up. And that's not running anymore. So did we need to run so many? I think well, Cruzito has a really. I think that math is off. Well, it might be. Dragon at two hundred. So two hundred forty-three thousand. Yeah. That would be eighty-one pulls. That's two hundred and forty days. <laughs> yes, that is not forty-five days. Yeah. Two hundred and forty uh-huh. days. Uh huh. Two hundred and forty-three days, there, buddy. All right. So yeah, I think Cruzito might be, might have a little bit of insight here, Bubba. Should we? Well, be- he's getting a lot. But are the other three people in his armada crew? Okay. Okay. Good point, Karkin, to which I'm now going to address putts. All right? Guys, this are armadas, whether you like them or not, whether you enjoy working with your team or whether you hate your team, armadas are a team sport. Okay? 
putts. If you ran a dozen armadas and did not finish your milestone, then we've got an organizational problem here. And I'm not blaming anybody. They're new. We got to learn. Okay? We got to learn. Oh, I'm blaming someone. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be delicate about it because I'm not trying to upset anybody. But guys, oh, these oh. are massively important on balance. Okay? Look at what Forgotten Shields ask is doing me, with his team. We're ask limiting me who I'm going to blame DJ well, you're going to blame Scopely, but I don't yep. I don't think that is 100% fair. Now, communication It is 100% communication, fair. They have not provided the tools to allow you to do this properly. I don't disagree. All right? But that's also not new. All right? And this game has historically put the weight on exploration and put the weight on exploring these comment or exploring these these uh, f- content pieces and these features, it's always been on the players, which is why I feel like this show has maybe done okay, all right, is that we do try to teach. So let me teach here for a second. Putts, there's too much power in your armadas. Simple, okay? Now, I hear what you're saying. In a 40, you got to have a little bit more powerful ship. I don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that in the slightest. The gap between the 35s and the 40s is 600%. So you're right, community. The chat who says that the gap is huge, it is. The power of a level 35 is 19 million. The power of a level 40 is 124 million. It is steep. It's a 6x multiplier. All right? Big time. I'm with you. All right, so I, I kind of Spock Monkey kind of is. I, I don't know if he's making fun of me, but this is kind of the mentality that that I feel is present within this game, not just with this feature. Is well, I didn't not explain it. I gave you the opportunity to figure it out. All right, and some people have. Look in the chat. Uh, I saw this just a second ago. Forgotten Shield says, "Listen." For the 35s, my team kind of set up a standing rule. No G4 ships. Like G3s only. All right? If you are able to balance your power a little bit, then you probably didn't need to run a dozen of these, okay, to get your SMS. On the other hand, maybe you did want to try to punch to that 40, okay? We did this on Twitch the other night. And I've got a battle log that I can show you where – just no, obviously there were a lot of factors here, okay? Ton of factors. But let me let me just throw this out there. Bubba Joe saw the test. All right. Let me throw this out. If I was in an armada with my with my pilot, all right, and, and, and I hear you, Swagger, just don't don't reveal the answer yet, okay? Let me just lay out a general broad question, and then we can start to manipulate the outcome. Amber. Let's see how many players think this is possible, and then we'll explain how we manipulated the outcome. So let me just ask this general question to the chat. Do you believe that it is possible for my Tier 8 pylum, which is a good-sized pylum, do you believe that it would be possible for my Tier 8 pylum 
to throw 300% more damage than a Tier 7 Corvus, a G5 Uncommon. I'm a Tier 8 G4 Rare. He's a Tier 7 G5 Uncommon. Is there a scenario that exists, community? Yes or no in the chat, please. Is there a scenario that exists where I can throw 300% more damage than that G5 ship? All right. Now, the chat is mostly saying yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we're on the same page. All right. Because if that is possible then we also know how we need to approach an event like this if we're struggling to hit our points, all right? If we are looking at, at this event as extremely daunting and not being able to have enough starts and not being able to get the, the milestones that we need, maybe we feel like we're being drowned out by the larger ships, all right? Even if you're getting less cooperation out of your team than maybe you should want to have, there are things you can do to affect your own success in these events. Those would include, and I went way overboard, way overboard, all right? But let's talk about some of those things. Guys, go back a year, maybe even two in the game. Throw me out every single thing all right, aside from just general research, because obviously we know research, crew, those are two gimmies, Bubba Joe. But I'm talking specific on-demand tools that we have access to as players that can directly impact our success in an event like this. Scopely didn't come out in the event and say bonus points for using cloaking or bonus points for using exos. But there were players who might have needed to do that. I was in a situation where I had only two starts, Bubba Joe. Two. And further, it was late at night, so a lot of my team wasn't present. And as Captain Bull indicated, a lot of the team, right, Karkin, had done their event earlier in the day. It was actually challenging to find people with starts while I was on stream who wanted to run a Formation Armada, which is a risk of this new mechanic is finding it's so team oriented that you can't run it without some without two other people at least. So, I'm feeling the pressure. And I actually made a joke out of it. We we made kind of a fun thing out of it on Twitch. I said, "I think that I can finish my solo milestone in one formation armada." Which everyone thought I was crazy. Actually, 55% of the audience thought I was crazy, Bubba Joe. 55% of the audience thought it could not happen. And the other 45%, I think, were just living on a hope and a prayer. <laughs> All right. One armada is what I wanted to Depends do. Depends on the variables you use, but yeah. Well, people thought it was nuts. Especially You're the only one doing Especially when a tier seven Corvus shows up. How many people, Bubba, you were there. How many people in the chat said, oh man. I wish I could change my vote. Leechy's there. How, how, much, how much did you guys see that? I want to change my vote. All right? Because there's a G5 ship there. It's going to soak your damage. 
Now, again, granted, there were influences. I used every boost in the book, and Leachy showed up with a defense crew. He didn't show up with a damage output crew. He showed up with a repair cost crew, Bubba Joe. So he wasn't focused on his damage output as much as he was preserving his uh, repair cost. Well, yeah, not only was it uh, preventing damage to repair costs, but he was also not doing anything to improve criticals. And we talked about that on the stream, right? You know, he was he was in full turtle mode. He was um, for that, which is fine. Right. You know, um, but I think that your point is that everyone has tools they could have used to improve their odds for this event. Um, And you're right. There are always going to be tools that you can use, whether or not the event says go use this tool to do better. Um, or not, like there are always tools that you can consider looking at the event and figuring out how it scores. But I don't want to completely disregard Putz's comment because Scopely has messed up milestones in the past. Sure. What if you couldn't reach a 40? What if your only odds chance was to hit the 35s? Um, and, and I will say, I will say that I took painful efforts to to select who was in my armadas when I ran 40s. And I, I selected uh, people that showed up with, you know, two G4s that showed up that were around 20 million in power each that had no uh, offensive crews. They were running, you know, I specifically asked to run, can you run this? Can you run that? And I buffed myself to, you know, here and back. And I was still only pulling, I think the best I ever did on a 40 was 12 million points. So, and I had to get to 62. And I, I even I even waited until till late at night and ran 35s uh, and soloed them on my on my leg. Mm. And that actually was actually a little bit better in points. It was the one it was the one week that I actually made it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I was trying everything in the book. I, I mean, we have we already put in the rules uh, 30, 35 and below G3 ships. Uh, 40s, we don't need your G5, uh, a couple of G4s, that's all we need, and the rest can be G3s, and all of the people that were bringing G3s were getting drowned out, even with all the buffs that we could do. First of all, I love that you're enjoying nature right now, Putz. You're clearly outside, probably smoking a cigar, maybe you got a, a glass of bourbon or scotch there, sitting in a nice comfy chair. Like, that sounds incredibly amazing, and I applaud you, sir. Um... <laughs> And, and why not hit the 45s? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, so listen, the, the, we could we could spend a lot more time on this, and I don't want to. the The bottom line is, is it possible that Scopely's milestones were off? Sure, it's definitely possible. I will also point out that Putz, you're in a very painful spot in this game. All right, and and every 41 that's ever been knows it. Okay, the 41 is a really really tough spot. Because that is right at the front end of the G4 economy. What happens to material spend solo milestones when you guys hit 40? Right? From 39, where everything is nice oh, and comfy. They tripled or quadrupled. They, they went they, huge. But they, I will say. They quadruple. Okay. 42 is in the oven, by the way. Ops 42 is in the oven. It doesn't get any better, Putz. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Okay. Because what happens here is 
that right at the front end of G4, you've got this massive speed bump, all right? Like, all of a sudden, you, you've been earning materials at a G3 rate at 39 month after month after month. This is why I tell people camping is not a thing anymore. Like, just don't. Not at 39. Because all you're doing is costing yourself more time that you are at the front end of 40 when you don't have those materials available. That's why paired SMSs are so difficult. Paired SMSs are so difficult for Ops 40 and 41, not only because of the lack of things to spend them on, but the lack of time that you've had to accumulate them. And and just because of that speed bump there, you also have hostels, grinding, events, points, milestones, all this stuff becomes... Like, just that separation between G3 and G4 is a challenge. I'm not saying that that Putz had any level of control over his event at all, all right? I think that he maybe had a little bit, and it sounds like he tried to do the best he could. He sounds like he was using Cerritos buff. He probably doesn't have his Titan yet. I don't know about Defiant. I don't know what your research looks like in there. Did you use Exos? You had mentioned Crew. You were calling Crew. Listen, I think Crew is very important to these things. I think crew is wildly, crucially important. As a matter of fact, my team did me a solid because we kind of have a rule that the leader brings hull breach. All right? That's kind of like a, a standard operating procedure for my team just to make sure that everybody gets it, right? But I was the leader in this one, and it would have cost me damage output. So another person on my team volunteered to bring uh, volunteered to bring Lorca for the whole breach, which allowed me then to come back and put on six of 11, which is a massive, massive game changer when it comes to inflicting damage. All right. And just real quick, let's summarize what damage is. It's different today than it used to be. A damage event counts unmitigated damage. Bubba Joe, there are two places where unmitigated damage can go. Where are they? Shields and hull. Shields and hull. That is the only place you get it. All right? So, community, if I'm asking, where can you most impact your damage output? And, and by the way, there's not just one answer. Bubba Joe gave one earlier. Crits. Okay? Absolutely. What else, Bubba Joe? A couple of things that influence damage. We got crits. Okay? What next? Community, what do you got? Well, they number of a attacks, multi shots. missed it. <laughs> All right, shots. Good. Karkin says multi shots. All right, I like it. Shots. What else, Bubba Joe? Exocomps. Uh, sure. Exocomps for for extra damage output with regards to this specific target. Absolutely. Uh, what else? Hmm. Hull breach. Thank you for gotten shields. I like it. All right. Coldbane is the first. I mean, I've been talking about it for five minutes. Coldbane is the first person. Ginmore, thank you. Piercing, or Coldbane writes, reducing mitigation. All right, Bubba, I can have double shots. Let me ask you, community. Let's see if we can grasp basic, uh, just a situation here, putz. If I've got 10 shots that are mitigated at 70%, is that better or worse than five shots that are mitigated at 
Putz, you're up. Putz. You're up. You're on the clock. Do I do I do more damage? Do I do more damage, putts, with 10 shots if they're mitigated at 72% or five shots if they're mitigated at 20%? Which one does better for me? The five shots would mitigate it at 20 by by far. By far. Absolutely. So if I have the opportunity to run six of 11, that's going to automatically improve my ability to issue damage, which means as a leader, at least with the politics of, of my group, I need somebody to do me that solid and somebody else bring hull breach. So, but let's just, let's, let's do this fairly putts. Is it better to have 10 shots at, uh, 60% or five shots at 70%? Because that's probably what we're talking about. Maybe it's even 50 to 70. Like, it's not 20. Mm. Yeah. What it's, tier, what tier mean, is your 6 of 11, Putz? Well, that uh, 20 is at the end of the fight, maybe. Um, And not actually, it could be tier 4, but it is. I am so far behind on the independent credits. But so you're tier it's three. a tier Tier 3. Uh, I, was running, I was running Cisco, Miles, six of was my crew on my auger. Others were running Hall Breach and Burning um, and had uh, a, lots of Beverly as captain so that they could survive, but not really do any more damage. Um, and the I had the other G, G3 with me that was running basically kind of the same crew. And both of us. He scored, I think, 10 million, and I scored like 12 or 13, like I said. But the rest of the damage still came from the two G4 ships. And without those two G4 ships, we would have lost. Let me so and, and I, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, maybe, maybe you're just in a in a weird tough spot there. I mean, that's bad, very possible. I'm right. in a bad spot. Got to get out of soon. And I will. But can't you punch up to the 45s by going to the 43 systems that have the 45s? I did that once. And again, to kill them, people, you know, I, it wasn't me running it. And I was just like, hey, give me a star, you know, um, and got in. And I think I did like seven million. Yeah. You know? Punching up is not the answer when you're using bigger ships. All right. It, it's just not. Um, and, and we're going to wrap this conversation up. Now, I, I do want to just throw this out there real quick. Rhino is right. All right. Divine is right. If you're seeking damage. Burning is not the way to go here, okay? Uh, burning almost kind of acts like Tal or acts like, uh, you know, uh, what's her name, Yuki. I, I know it's it's 1% damage, but it's almost like a 1% strip, okay? Now, that could be good for the auger's abilities as far as issuing damage, but you're actually reducing the point potential of that target by using by using burn. So that's just another thing to kind of keep out there too. It's almost like a hole stripper, the total potential point giver, uh, point value of that armada reduces. All right. Divine is absolutely right. We, as a community, these targets represent a new challenge. We have always gone with the biggest and the best. We have to, as a team, now learn not to overpower for our target. All right, that is crucially, crucially important 
when we're talking about these formation targets, especially with regards to damage dealt. And I know it's just the event, and normally it won't matter. All right, unless you guys are trying to balance loot, but most people have more loot than they can spend in the next year. So all I'm saying is be real cognizant of the math of how this thing's. Mayhem says, I don't know if I like the meta of do damage, but don't do too much. It's not about that. Listen, you can kill the target. We're talking about being solid teammates here. Scopely doesn't care. Bring all the G5s to the level 30 if you want to. Kill it or don't. That's all they care about. But when we're talking about strategy of an event, there is such a thing as hurting your teammates. You know, crazy enough, the one thing that I heard in that, in, in that exchange, Bubba, that made me cringe, you know what it made me cringe? Is when he said he soloed a 35 or soloed a 30, whatever it was. That, that just that gives me a, a feeling in my stomach because – that is 30 shards we just took out of the economy. You know? It- well, I hated doing it. I absolutely hated doing it. I knew I was screwing over people. and But it was 3 o'clock in the morning my time, and I still hadn't even started. And I was just like, hey, there's three people. Let's at least try to kill something. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, funny, funny question. I'm going to wrap with this and we got to take a break because we're over schedule. Vam says, what ship did you take to the 30, uh, DJs? So anybody who was watching Twitch the other night knows that I took Jordy. Um, I don't remember what his synergy, I think it was Jordy data and something else. I ran Jordy full synergy in my defiant. You should go Jordy Bev five. No, I loot. Well, that's that that was my point. Otherwise I would have taken a, an actual crew. My ships were off doing solos. So I had Beverly, Picard was taken up, and all my ships uh, were taken up. So I just sent a stupid crew. And I sent them in a defiant just to be present. All right. Just to be present so I could get my shards. All right. And uh and I took the defiant. All right. Um low power. High damage, says Divine, which I don't know, you know, I don't know that it really matters in a, in a 30. I probably, yeah, Coldbane says go with the Sarko. Heck, I saw some people uh, discoing a Rialta, okay? It doesn't matter. Fine, do that. Have your team help you out. Do a 35 putts. Have your team uh, disco Rialtas. That way you can get all the damage, and they can still get their points. There, there's just there's, – there's ways that we as a team, as an alliance, and as just the community in general have to approach this a little bit differently. It is a different target. It requires a slightly different strategy, especially when we're looking at an event, for example, that might uh, be influenced around damage. Now, we spent too much time on that, Bubba Joe. I'm going to have to – uh, take a break. When we come back, I want to get back to artifacts as a whole. All right. The gallery, the changes that were made. Are we seeing? I didn't even get to come back to the chat because we, we dove down a rabbit hole. How are you guys doing on your acquisition? So if you posted uh, screenshots of your artifact acquisition this month, please throw them back up during the commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the acquisition. Are you guys seeing little drip drops of efficiency? Are you seeing benefits from the artifacts? And even though we talked about the directives moving faster, Bubba Joe, do we think, do we think that 
month one acquisition of artifacts was good. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. This is Talking Trek Live. I'm your host, Ultimate DJs, on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you in part by Facebook.com slash Posse, your one-stop shop for all toys, whether for pleasure, professional, buying, selling, or just remembering your childhood. Visit them online at Facebook.com slash Posse for the toy collector in all of us. This portion of the show brought to you by CrazyBunch.org. Are you old like Bubba Joe and get tired playing video games? Sir Tail has a solution for your health and wellness needs, especially while gaming. You could try an energy gummy for those long incursion events. Or just to keep yourself conscious while you're doing all that mining. Surtail is an independent distributor of all aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or visit crazybunch.org for more information. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Burritos, the bland snack chips perfect for dull parties. Dude, did you see that DeSantis guy from Florida is going to run for president? Yeah, I saw the announcement on Twitter. Yeah, but did you listen to it backwards? Listen. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities. Now, backwards. They're black, they're brown, they're from another town. They broke in, they came out. You know what I'm talking about. They're far, they're greater. We don't want them here. I'm going to be the ruler of most everything around. My reign will be a super awesome thing. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Whoa. On the next episode of Scenes from a Wedding Season. All right, so Jeff and Lauren's engagement party is this weekend. I can't stand these things. Total scam for more gifts. Speaking of gifts, what do we get them? He just got a new super yacht. Maybe a cheese board his private chef can use in the kitchen. Everybody gives cheese boards these days. How about matching headphones they can both use while flying on his multiple private jets? People like to pick out their own brands of headphones. Can't do that. I say we just get them a new toaster oven for his $175 million Beverly Hills estate and call it a day. A toaster oven? Tacky. Then what the heck do we do? Amazon Amazon gift gift card. Appreciate y'all being here. Yes, this is um, Apple Music updated my playlist this week, Bubba Joe. This is my new get up and get active 
musical playlist with Sugar Cult and Bouncing Off the Walls. Uh, that's going back in time for me, Bubba Joe. Like, way, like, I don't know when that song came out. That was probably, uh, that was probably what, a l- early 2000s song? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out and guess. Early 2000s. Anybody wanna wanna look it up and and tell me if I'm right or wrong? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with like something like 2004, 2005, somewhere, somewhere in there. Anybody got it? Maybe, maybe not. Bubba Joe, uh, do you remember? Nope. No, no. Bubba Joe was like, it's not Ariana Grande. I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. Not exactly what I was thinking. He but does. Sure. Lo- he does love Ariana Grande, though. Um, Mayhem Moose says 2001. Okay, I was close. Only off a couple of years. All right. Uh, very quick. Let's take a look at the chat when we're taking a look at some of your all's acquisition of these um, of these artifacts, Bubba Joe. And of course, we don't need to go back and necessarily rehash this. We did spend some time on it on an earlier show. Narratively, these things are great. Narratively, the team that wrote this, the descriptions that chose which which ones there are. Obviously, there were some, Bubba Joe, that that should maybe have made their way into the game, but obviously there's still time. Um, they they could introduce some more of uh, you know fan favorite artifact type things over time. But when we take a look here, Ares on server 14, he's got three unlocked. Um, and one of them is at level three. Uh, Omicron Ops 47 has seven of them unlocked and two, three of them uh, at level two or higher. We take a look at Hal over here on server 32 who has nine of them unlocked. So I, I think now, obviously, I didn't ask the following question. You know, how many of you guys have paid for packs uh, to directly acquire these? But I'll tell you, Bubba Joe. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that a lot of this, a lot of this is time, right? Like if they didn't buy a pack, somebody who's got nine of these artifacts unlocked, he played in a lot of armadas that won all three legs. Therefore, he got his Triwizard Tournament chest. All right, he got his Triwizard chest and was getting direct shards. Look here. Forgotten Shields says, okay, I'm the guy with 250,000 loot. I may have gone a little heavy. He's got 13 unlocked. I mean, and out of those 13, Bubba, 10 of them are multi-level with his highest level at level six. Dude, holy smokes. I mean, that's just... That is an absolute metric ton of formation armadas that you played in. You were sending ships everywhere. And, and I kind of wonder, so let's, let's ask this following question. Bubba Joe, we know. We actually talked about it at the beginning of the month. Uh, Spock Monkey just says, yo, look, I got a level four Horgon, absolutely free. We talked about this at the beginning of the month, that there was a way to directly buy these. Okay, you could buy in the store, you could buy packs that had the premium currency. But Bubba, you and I question whether or not whether or not a lot of people would do that with any degree of quantity. Like it's certainly possible someone might have bought a pack or two, just kind of give them a little bit of head start, maybe buy some of the directives, get a little bit of the, the jump start, right? But right. I believe most of what we are seeing. Now I could be wrong. But I believe most of what we're seeing in the chat right now is a direct result of the amount of time 
a.k.a. the number of armadas that these players uh, played in. Look at Amber. Amber Laterra has 10 10 of them unlocked. Free to play, she says. Oh, wait, you you did buy a pack. Okay, so Amber's a bad example. She did buy a pack. Shinjo. Shinjo did not buy a pack, has five of them unlocked. I've got five unlocked. I didn't buy a pack. Blue Mandalorian probably didn't buy a pack, but we know he's a grinder. We know he's a grinder. He's got 10 unlocked with his biggest one at level five. Clearly, he he was the one that collated the data for us, Bubba Joe. He was clearly chasing an artifact that he was interested in. He got it to level five. Are we... We we also had when they adjusted those those tests those refineries we've got the double chests in there now so people are now have have been able to double pull two different chests um, faster than they normally would have because we normally would only have one in there. I agree, and that, so that was two, the two premiums and two normal because of this the adjustment that they did with the um, changes earlier in the month. Yeah, and I and, and then I think, also speed up progress. So I, I want to be careful throwing too much praise on that, Bubba, because I still feel like it's too slow. Even with them doubling the chest, you know what? Make that a permanent thing. Maybe maybe that is how they get around having to change the timers, Bubba Joe. Just leave both of them up forever. <laughs> maybe is that better than going to a? I mean, it's not it's not better than going to a twenty four hour timer, but it might be better than doing nothing. You know, I, you could alternate one test one day and one, and then the, the second, second one, the one next, is, and you'll only be a, another day in between. Oh, Omicron, you're the not going to run out one? of currency. You, there is zero percent chance you guys run out of currency. All right, I, I'm just telling. No, you. Special out. artifacts in the second one on a rotating scheme. So, like certain sections, like these are the 45 sections, these are the 35s, these are the. So you can really, at different time frames, change up what artifacts are in the premium section not one a of bad those. idea not a bad well, idea at all forgotten chest or uh, forgotten shield says i abused the bonus chest me too i ran it every time i did every time it was uh, unlocked i i smashed them both all right so, because it, again i'll take anything that speeds up progression at this point i mean anything because despite and and i do want to point out all right this this is where i i gotta be careful because we don't want to make it sound like bubba Everybody got all this stuff unlocked, but at the same time, like we are talking early levels, level two, level three, and and the the later levels cost more shards. And by the way, most of what we're doing here are rares and uncommons. Has anybody? All right, let's throw this out there. Has anybody unlocked an epic? Now it's a loaded question because I'm sure the answer is probably not. And right, Blue Mandalorian. There's no way to directly chase those yet. Okay, Amber did. She says, I actually got one with uh, the pack that I purchased. I got an epic one unlocked. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, but we can't grind them. And Cruzito, you got it. We've not gotten the rare or the epic formatas yet. As Blue Mandalorian uh, puts in the chat, as a free-to-play, as a grinder, as a participant, there is no way to quote-unquote, chase an epic of your choice right now. It's only the uncommons 
and rares that have a designated location. As a matter of fact, if you look at the chest, we can absolutely, or look at the chart, rather, which is at the very bottom of the graphics room. If you're listening now, you can go in and look. We can see that all of the uncommons and rares do have sourcing in a chest somewhere. None of the epics do yet. <laughs> Not yet. Now, we could talk about what that could look like. We don't know yet, Bubba Joe, what the rares and epics are going to look like and what they're going to do with more uh, artifacts or if they're going to source, you know, all the epics. Or we don't, we don't know any part of what that looks like. But I ask the following logical question. Bubba, we talk about the number of shards it's going to take to, to level these things up over time. It is only month one. Epics take 100 shards. So that's not happening yet, especially because they're not in the game as far as a grinder's path yet. Let me ask you, Bubba, given the potential of how many shards we could potentially end up needing, are you satisfied with month one progression through artifacts? <laughs> Tough question, isn't it? Bubba Joe's thinking. Or is he eating Sorry, snacks? I was on mute. Oh, okay. I was yeah. sneezing. I was sneezing, so I eating not, didn't, wanna, didn't want to uh, subject you guys to that. Um, How do we feel about am, what you am guys were able to do this satisfied? month? That's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I will say I'm not dissatisfied. Does that help Ooh, at all? That's probably a um, win. Honestly, it's probably a win. I, I think that um, I, I, I think that it's fine um, considering that it's month one. Uh, I do think that we're looking at maybe some slightly better acquisition somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. If it stays at this rate, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. But on the assumption that it's probably going to get a little bit better in some capacity, then yeah, it's it's probably fine. I I kind of feel like that's probably as positive as we could have expected out of Bubba Joe. And and I gotta say I. Agree. I, I, I am also uh, slightly pleasantly surprised at the sourcing that we got. I still agree. I think for a long-term feature, it it still needs to be faster. But for month one introduction, it wasn't. It wasn't that awful. I, I, I it certainly could have been worse. All right, could it have been better? Yes. Definitely could have been worse. Now, let me correct my words because I'm getting I'm getting backlash in the chat. They're saying, well, the epics are sourced. And you know what? By my own definition of sourcing, I probably have to agree to that statement, Bubba Joe, because you can get epic shards through the premium chest, which you can get as a starter, and directives are being sourced free to play. Okay? So by my own words, I love it when the community does this to me, Bubba Joe. I really, truly do. I'm not being sarcastic. I love it when they... Use my words against me. That is, by definition, sourcing. But <laughs> slow as molasses in January. How many of you guys have seen the movie Zootopia? Uh, and, and they go to the DMV, and they've got that worker in there, all right? 
that guy. I love those sloth those workers. Those sloth workers. All right. They are moving at a million spirit. miles an hour faster than a free-to-play's acquisition of epic artifacts. Okay? I mean, seriously. Now, I, I do want to remind you that the change divine that they made this month is good in which it gives you ops access without having to have the building. Bubba, I've seen a lot of comments in the chat. Well, the building, the building's holding me back. No, it is not. Not yet. It, that day can come, okay? That day can come, but it's not here yet, okay? For example, I see this comment right now. They won't touch the chest timer because of the building parts. They want to force us to buy packs for it, and that's possible. But who needs to now? All right? And the reason I ask that question is because, Bubba Joe, they gave everybody in the galaxy free-to-play, non-building-level dependent access to these artifacts all the way through level four. Meaning that the only people who need to have your building at a certain level are the people who have now sourced enough shards to get to a level five artifact. All right, let's take a look at one of these artifacts, if I may. Let me let me just take a look. Well, you know what? With the example we used at the beginning of the month was Picard's Ammonite Fossil. All right, so let's see here. We can get to level four, absolutely free to play. All right, with no building requirement at all. Bubba, I could leave the building at level one, and I can take any and all artifacts to level four. But then to get to level five, I would still need the artifact gallery to be at level 10. Okay? Now, I am not the right person to ask because I did indeed buy a pack for it. But free to play, where is your building? Joker says level six. Wait, what? Oh, level 17. Level 17. Sorry, I read that wrong. All right. Uh, Nekar at 18. Lexel at 19. Late to the party at 25. Big one. Ginmore at 24. Kazandor at 23. Tip at 27. All right. And me at 26. Wait, which building? The Artifact Gallery. So you guys are 20s. Yeah. Free to play. You're in the 20s. I think I'm 29. I'm just checking right now. You're in the 20s. Well, that that also depends on the timing of your chest and how you did it if you maxed it out or you did, you know did the 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 legacy chest helped also i do know that some people were were doing single pulls instead of the double pulls etc cetera, etc cetera. so um you guys are in the 20s which means now level 5 of your artifact is also month 1 obtainable free to play bubba joe level 6 good level 7 8 9 holy cow holy cow bubba Bubba, bubba, bubba. I can't take an uncommon artifact past level 10 until my artifact gallery is level 20. Jeez, jerks. Wait a second. What were you guys saying your free-to-play level was? In the 20s? Oh, hang on. I, I got to keep going then. Uh, all right. Picard's Ammonite Fossil, level 15. Uh, okay, here we go. We finally hit it, Bubba Joe. Picard's Ammonite Fossil, tier 15 will finally require artifact gallery level 30. Now, again, don't mistake my sarcasm for being for for praising the time. Okay, the building is slow. I get it. It's going to be slower 
after this month because we're going to lose the legacy chest, at least we presume. Okay, And the number of shards vastly increases as time goes on. I'm here to tell you, there is not a soul in this galaxy that this month can have a complaint with the building. Because nobody in the game has an artifact at the level required for it to actually give you a building lock. Now, Tip says, I'll put the pitchfork down for now, Bubba Joe, but give it time. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. There will come a time where I feel like this is like the command center, Bubba Joe, and we are going to, we're going to find a bottleneck somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be on the building, though. All right, it could be. I'm not sure. A bottleneck will come, but i got to be honest with you. Right here? Right now? I don't think we're there. Retro Hunter says Rev is locked by Janeway's mug. All right, let's take a look. Janeway's mug. Uh, here we go. So we can get to level four free to play. Um, okay, fair. That's fair. Level five of Janeway's coffee mug does require. Good God, Bubba Joe. Level five does require artifact gallery level 40. All right. So Rev is the first one is the first one that we found. And that is certainly possible. But let me just ask. We we just asked here a few minutes ago, Bubba Joe, how many people have unlocked artifacts higher than level four? And we saw very few. I did see some. But now maybe, what does that mean, Blue? Now we need to start chasing something different. Right? Maybe now... If we do know that the gallery's got to be level 40, well, then it's going to be a minute, right? So let's start looking at another artifact. Let's start chasing another artifact. And let's not forget that this is significantly better than what it would have been before. Sure. Where Which... you couldn't have even unlocked it until you were <laughs> artifact gallery level 40. That's right, guys. That is absolutely right. Let's not forget the original design, at least for Janeway's mug, Bubba Joe, wouldn't have been 40. It would have been 25. All right? So, in this well, example. Well, for, for unlocking it. Yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. Okay? The original plan was that you wouldn't even be able to earn the shards until your building was at a certain level. Okay, so we have to, to kind of recognize the turn that was made here at the middle of the month, Bubba Joe, and how positive it actually was. And we're seeing results here. Bubba Joe said that this was a good move when they made it. And I believe that as per usual, Bubba Joe was right. Did that hurt? It, it did a little bit. Okay. It did. Bubba you Joe say it right. often enough, it shouldn't hurt anymore. I know. I know. 867 says, how do you chase artifacts? I thought they were randomized. If you would be so kind, 867, to take a look in the Talking Trek graphics room at the very bottom graphic. All right? there. Yes, your bundles are randomized. Okay? But when we're talking about doing 
the the actual formation armada itself in that Triwizard chest, the super ultimate chest that's paying out direct shards, they contain specific artifact shards. And uh, Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian have made you a chart so that you know what armada you would need to go after in order to obtain those direct shards. And that is that chart. So, yes, you can actually chase a specific artifact. And I think that there's a lot of subtle design, uh, a lot of subtle design here, Bubba Joe, that in reinforces that perspective. For example, the disparity in loot from 30 all the way to 55. It's not that much different. It's very small gap. So could it be that Scopely is not wanting to quote-unquote punish players for hitting down, which is why Captain Bull and I will be spending our directives on level 30s because we are chasing Mud's helmet. Are the other efficiency ones also in the 30 range, or are they um, like the one for research and the one for ships? Are they on different ones? Uh, they're not on the same level of Armada, actually. Uh, you could take a look. Uh, the Horgon, which it, Bubba, that one is building efficiency, I believe, was the Horgon. No, Mud's the helmet. Building repair. efficiency is Mud's helmet. Yeah, building efficiency is Mud's helmet. Horgon is what repair Bubba? cost. Repair cost. Repair cost. That comes from the thirty-five Armada. Spock's engagement pendant, which is research efficiency, right, Bubba Joe? No. Spock's engagement pendant is is tritanium dilithium for ships. Oh, well, that's also, that's a big deal right there. That's right. Cost efficiency, triton deal for ship components. That comes from the level 40 Triwizard chest. Then uh, you've got McCoy's hypospray, the Institute scanner, and Quark scanner, all three that come from the 45 uncommon. And then uh, the Andorian scanner, Chapel's hypospray, Crusher's hypospray, and the scale replica all coming from the 50 and 55. And, of course, I was only just now referencing the rare artifacts. The uncommons are also broken up. And, of course, it does maybe make sense uh, that Rev earned enough shards for Janeway's coffee mug. All right, let's, let's do a little bit of analysis here. Where does Janeway's coffee mug come from, Bubba Joe? Only the 50 or the 55. Rev grinds a lot. He was probably involved in a lot of armadas. His alliance is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, on his server. So they probably ran all 50s and 55s. Is it a surprise that he has enough shards of Janeway's coffee mug to take that thing to level 5? Should he be surprised that it requires level 40 of the building to get up to level 5 when indeed it comes from the level 50 armada? Guys, there's a pattern here. There's a pattern. All right? So uh, I, I feel like, Bubba, there is a vastly different kind of strategy and mentality that should be placed on these formation armadas because it's not just send the biggest ships and win anymore. Choose your reward by choosing the target and along the way, help out your team. 
I've seen this, Bubba Joe, on my own server. On my own server, I saw three players, one each, start a leg and send three ships to each other's legs, and that was it. Three players who sent three ships to the same formation armada, and that's how they ran them. Now, you know what? If I'm in their alliance, I quit. Seriously, if I'm in that alliance, screw you. You know, that is not the way to run these. All right. Now, you're right, Tribble Tom, or explain to them. There's no one else online. Everybody doesn't know. That's fine. And that's why we're teaching. That's why we're trying to tell you guys these are way different than any other armada that exists in the game. So different. I will, I will say, if it depends on the time, if there was no one else online during that time, sure, that's the only way to do them if, you, if you're limited with the number of people you can have online. Oh, I suppose. If that's the no, so only... I suppose. If I, needed to, if, I, like, if I needed to do that event, and I did that myself... Oh, that's what I'm saying. When there was a time maybe when no one else was online... Maybe they're in a three-man yeah. alliance, or maybe that was the only time that you could play, Aaron, and I get it. All right, if that was the yeah. only time that you could do it, then you got to do what you got to do. All right? I'm not, saying it, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad, but, I mean, it wasn't that late. It was probably 9 or 10 o'clock my time. All right? That means it was 6, 7 yeah. o'clock Pacific time. Like, I, I just, you know, and there were people there. People showed up, yeah. but, they, but the, these were the big ships, so nobody yeah. got yeah. in. Now, no, that, that's slightly different. But there are situations and times where that may need to be need to happen. So, just putting that out there, <laughs> uh, and that's fair, and that's fair. And in that case, I would potentially, respectfully, and politely and courteously suggest that if you have any other control of the situation, if you have any other time that you could do it, that would be ideal for your team. As a matter of fact, I had this conversation earlier today. Let me, let me read this very quickly, and we'll get ready to wrap up this piece on artifacts because I want to get to the officers, and Bubba Joe has a gripe about uh, uh, officers as well. Um, I made the comment earlier, Bubba Joe, that, that shards in this particular case were removed from the economy, right? Like in that example, three players soloing or sending three ships to their own legs, all right? In that case, real quick, community, how many – direct shards were paid out in that particular scenario. Let's assume nobody else was there. Let's assume it was just three players sending three ships to three legs. How many direct shards would be paid? 30. That's it. Okay. Direct shards. Okay. No, not 60 total retro hunter. 30. Okay. Well, I think he's counting the premium. If you're okay, if you're counting the premium, that's fair. That's fair. All right, I'm talking about just. Oh, that's the, not direct. You said direct. I did say yeah, direct. You said direct. You're, well, you're right. You're technically, specific. you know what? No, no. Technically, you're guaranteed a pull, and you're guaranteed ten shards. So that is a fair. That's an acceptable answer. That's one of those on the DMV test where there's like two right answers, but they mark one of them wrong. You could challenge that and win. All right, that's right. You get th- you get ten each out of three tri wizard chests. Having a second step. Of clicking yeah, the chest removes the direct. It does remove option. the direct. Anyway, you, you guys are correct. You get 30 from Tri Wizard. 
you would get 30. And, and we just did this math, Bubba Joe. Out of a perfectly executed formation armada, there is a total of 150 shards handed out. This group took 60 out of the 150, leaving 90 on the table. This conversation actually happened earlier today. How do you think those shards are lost forever? I right. thought it was 120. Four, 120, three four. but you got three starter it's chests one. too, Karkin. You got three starter oh, chests. So, yeah, if we're using that word direct again, all right? So you got 120 just in the Triwizard chest, but you also have three starters. Each getting one premium pull, getting another 10 shards. So up to 150. Let's go with that. All right? So my argument is it is technically lost, quote, unquote, forever. They were saying, well, those shards aren't lost there. The shards are still there. Somebody can come and get them. And that is not wrong. But the shards are infinitely sourced Bubba Joe what is the limiting factor of sourcing these shards community what's the limiting factor on these quote-unquote direct acquisition shards that's right directives okay directives are the limiting factor so if we lose the armada or lose the directives. If we die, or a leg doesn't go off, or if it's a bug, uh, or we get attacked, it's war, whatever. If we fail that armada in any way, shape, or form, then the shards, by definition, are gone forever because the shards are dependent on the directives. And even though the directives are, again, freely sourced, they are the limiting factor. The number of shards that come into the economy are directly tied to the number of directives. And further, the number of directives that are successfully executed. To short your team or to short the number of players is to, for that set of directives, permanently discard those shards out of the economy. Because the only way to get... The next set of shards is to spend the next set of directives. It's not like free parking. They don't go into the piggy bank. They don't go into a jackpot for somebody to hit later. They're gone. Yeah, well, that's, and, and, that's, and that's all fair enough. And, and I totally get that. But there are, there are, I don't want people, when you're saying that, I don't want people that are listening to that also then feel bad, like they can't run an armada, one of those, if they can't do all three. I had to do that myself in certain times when I was limited in the times I could play. I was just like, I want to get this done. I want to get my damage event done. I'm running, I'm running a single one. Anyone wants to join, just join in. And then if anyone else was able to start one, that's fine. Or we had to lose one. But I just, for certain, for the events, it was a do the event or I couldn't do it at all. So, Well, and that's what I'm saying. I get it. If that is the only time you had to play and you got to do what you got to do, I get it. But it does come at a cost, I guess is what I'm saying. Don't feel bad about it. Just be aware of it. Comes at a cost. So the artifacts uh, and and people's progression through these artifacts are going to be directly tied to the amount of coordination that the team is able to put forth and how many you're going to be able to get to play. I mean, clearly, there's definitely players in our chat right now that played in a large number, Bubba Joe. All right? I mean, there's a lot. (laughs) All right, these people that got Tier 4 and Tier 5 of these artifacts already, they played in a a lot. You spent some time. And good for you. 
which is another thing that I do kind of like about this mechanic, Bubba. We'll spend two minutes on this if you want, and I'll even I'll even let you do the majority of the commentary. Bubba, how do you feel about this being a as long as their directive availability is there? This was seems to be a very grindable feature. Again, limited by the directives, but we see people with tier five artifacts already. So were the directives I mean it was month one and there were some given as rewards. I think it'll probably slow down, but how do you, I, do you? I'm trying to lead you, Bubba Joe. To what? Sorry, I'm doing four things at once. Were players able? I mean, was this a sufficiently grindable feature for it to be month sure. one? Sure. It's sufficiently grindable. Bubba Joe didn't want to take all two minutes. He just was like, okay, let's go to break. Well, I, so <laughs> it's. So the feature is what it is. We generally see things get better. This does need to get better, but for where it's at, the number of artifacts people have unlocked, like, I'll tell you, I'm looking at this post that's right here. Retro Hunter has a level six of one. He's got all these artifacts. I have one artifact unlocked. I have almost 500 shards and one artifact unlocked. What? How? I have almost 500 total shards, and I have one artifact unlocked. Oh, my God. Show your screen. Can, it, can you screenshot I posted your... it in the chat earlier. Oh, I posted look, it in the chat earlier. I want to see it. Send it to me. I missed it. I want to see it. <laughs> Send it to me. Send it, it to me. I sent it to you last night. Oh, you um, sent it to I'll me last night? Get, I thought I did. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on a second. I'm trying to, trying to do something. No, I didn't um, last night. It's, it's in the chat. It's in the chat. Um, but, yes, I have, like... I have 28 of 30 for one. I have 22 of 30 for un for the uncommons. Like I'm at I'm at 20 plus of 30 for almost all the uncommons, and I'm like 30 or 40 of the 50s for the um uh for the rares. I want um I need a new coffee mug made, Captain Mark. When you listen to this, I want a new mug. Uh, it states as follows: RNG hates Bubba's life. Okay, <laughs> RNG hates Bubba. Um, I, I I don't. We could drill down into this, but we're not going to. All right, has Bubba it's, focused? It's okay. Like again, it's 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 like four hundred and some odd. Some, it's it's a lot of shards. So I have a lot of shards. They're just all over the place. Well, the good news is, I guess Bubba, they're all going to hit at the exact same time too. <laughs> like if if you keep going that way, um, you know, then they're all going to hit. At the exact same time. Uh, that being said, I would be curious, uh, and I see some of these theories from the chat. Did Bubba focus on a specific level, or did he just go to whatever was running at any given time? And that's probably what a lot of us did. That's the point of this. Be aware of how you can drive your focus and how you can focus in on the artifacts that you want. All right, we got it. We beat this. We beat this topic to death. Uh, on the other side of the break, we've got uh, probably 20, 30 minutes left, Bubba Joe, because it is getting late. I want to talk about the officers briefly and an officer that doesn't even belong to this arc. What happened to her and what is the result? What is going on in the game as a result of something, Bubba? Don't even know what yet. All we know is that somebody got broke. We're going to talk about that and provide you some detail on the other side of the break for you to go out and test on your own and be aware as you're using this officer that suddenly 
it would seem that her ability is not functioning. We're going to have to dive in on that one as well. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We will return after a word from our sponsors. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. PvpTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvpTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PvpTarget.com today. That's PvpTarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Slopacana Orange Juice. Now with more pulp, bits of orange peel, and lots of other stuff that falls into the vats at the factory. All right, we haven't had a marketing meeting in a while, so it's time to get something on the books. And none of this Zoom stuff, okay? How does this Friday look? Can't. Jill is doing a three-day weekend at her cabin in the mountains. Nice life. Okay, no problem. How about next Tuesday? No can do. Fred is using a personal day to attend a golf outing. Oh, okay. Maybe next Thursday instead? Nope. The new guy, Ernie, we just hired said he won't come into the office on days that start with T or F. HR okayed that? Okay, well, how about the following Monday? Ernie does M days, right? Yes, but Cora won't be in. Since Ernie had COVID last year, she refuses to be in the office at the same time as him. When is everyone here on the same day? Looking at the team calendar, sir, looks like mid-June, 2024. We need to get a bottle of liquor for this party tonight. Anything on the shelves catching your eye? Vodka, tequila, gin. It's so hard to choose. Wait, Terramana. Is that the Rocks tequila? We gotta try that. Nah, he's not even in the new Fast and Furious movies anymore. So lame. How about Aviation Gin? That's Ryan Reynolds' brand, right? You want me to buy his product after he divorced Scarlett Johansson? That was over 10 years ago. Not gonna happen. Let's just get Ciroc. P. Diddy's cool. You think I'm gonna drink Ciroc when he went from Puff Daddy to P. Diddy? Worst name change ever. No way. Fine, just get the George Clooney one. I'll slurp any of his fluids. Whoa, you see this price? Wait, we can't pay for any of these. We just need something that gets the job done. Hmm. Case Case of of light light beer? beer? Your parents are going to be there tonight. We'll probably need to. Mr. Worldwide to infinity. (laughs) You know the roof on fire. We go boogie, oogie, oogie, jiggle, wiggle, and dance. (laughs) Like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and take shots until we fall out. Like the roof on fire. Now, baby, get my booty naked, take off all your clothes and light the roof on fire. Tell her, tell her, baby, 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 I'm on fire. I tell her, baby, 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 baby. Where's Trader? Good evening and welcome back. Good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. And I'm hanging out with my buddy Pitbull. <laughs> Drinking a little fireball. Good evening, Bubba Joe. Welcome in to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. 
And um, has anybody, I, you know, funny enough, I said, yo, where's Trader? And somebody said she already found G6. She's lost to the ether, never to be found again, Papa Joe. <laughs> Trader's been lost to G6. Where's she? Bring her back. Um, has anybody talked to her? I actually sent her a message earlier today. I think she was traveling this weekend, though, wasn't she? Was she out and about somewhere? I thought. I don't know. I could be wrong. Where did Bubba go? What do you want now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe my partner to help me finish this daggone show. Um, yeah, maybe I should play her theme music and then she would just pop up. Uh, have you heard from Trader this weekend? I sent her a message, but I think she was traveling. Is uh, she? she is traveling. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's out and about. Maybe maybe we could get her to call in from the highway. Uh, she'd be like, I'm on my way to G6. <laughs> See you later. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, she loves Pitbull, so. That's why I played it tonight, because she wasn't here to get disgusted and throw things at me. So I uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys there. Bubba Joe, let's talk very briefly about officers. They were just bang up this month. Uh, we'll get to the, to the third officer here in a moment. Now, I know the chat's going to go like, wait, what? The third officer, the third officer that we're going to talk about tonight um, is, is the one that we'll save for last, Bubba Joe. Let's first start with the EMH, all right, the doctor. Um, auctions were as expected. They were kind of, they were kind of redonkulous. Um, there could have been multiple factors in that. The simple fact that he is an amazing officer definitely could have been part of it, Bubba Joe, but Scopely chose this month, this officer to try something different. Um, just out of curiosity, when we're referring to the doctor's heroic SMS, all right, Bubba Joe, I think the officer absolutely, absolutely played a role in the success of that style of event. It was kind of like Kobayashi Maru, but not Infinity, right? But it certainly did provide that heroic, that extra big reward for the extra big spend, okay, in that heroic SMS that happened in week two. I believe, Bubba, that that highly depends on the perception of the officer. For example, if they ran that same milestone this weekend for the crossover sort of leaderboard, I think it fails miserably. What do you think? Oh, for Christ's sake. Bubba, are you are you awake? He, it, I it, am here. Okay, barely. <laughs> you know how late it is? I know. it's It's not that late. Come on. That's that is fake news. <laughs> it's so funny, Bubba. This the the heroic SMS introduced with the doctor is that was a, fantastic. Agreed. Does it depend on the officer? Because if that runs this weekend, I think it fails miserably. No, I don't think it depends. Really? So even for Picard or uh, even for Pick Riker and Pick Wharf, you think the heroic SMS? is successful i think the heroic sms is it is an opportunity for players to get epic shards regardless of the officer whenever they want to now is it as successful as with the doctor who knows maybe it's not as successful with the as it was with the doctor but scores for the doctor were absurd they really were yeah they i mean just so crazy Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit better than that. Maybe it's not nearly as high, but um, it, it's you know those officers are obviously not good, but 
I mean, if you have an opportunity to get 160 epic officer shards for doing something you probably were going to do, wanting to do anyway, tell me who's not doing that. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a great model. Yeah. I am super pleased that it was introduced, and I hope it sticks around. I mean, I I think it was great. You know, even when you look at, for example, the perspective of maybe maybe they gave away too many shards, it was very variable, right? Like, they don't have to give out the shards. It's not, you know, a guarantee for minimal spend because those milestones were really big. Just out of curiosity, how many people actually finished all eight milestones? Because I did not. I know a lot of people got to four. Some people got to five, six. I'm sure that a handful of players did. Uh, Bubba, I'm sure you finished. I am seeing a lot of people in the chat did finish them all. But you know what? Out of the people who did not, all right, let me ask. Out of the people who did not finish it, do you feel bad about it? Because I would imagine that this might have been one of the first events ever in the history of Scopely, Bubba Joe, where players were not infuriated by the inability to complete. We talk about completionist attitude. We talk about like every SMS is meant to be completable. Yet I found players using their noggins. I found players who strategically did what they had to do to accomplish a goal and then didn't freak out that there was still, you know, some leftover on the table. All right? Look at Tough Cow. Did not complete. Surprisingly, OCD didn't trigger. Was satisfied with what I got. All right? So for those of you who did not finish that heroic SMS, was anybody wildly angry because they couldn't? I feel like this event was written in such a way that it was very obvious what they were trying to do. And further, I think it was obvious to most players, at least most consumers of our show, I think it was obvious that this was probably a feedback-based style of event. They decided to give they it a They could have done it the first week to the second, but I understand why. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think what happened is in week one, we saw big scores and it was all banked up stuff. I don't think anybody was actually spending. Okay. Beans and Snot says y'all are on another planet. What do you mean? Explain it to me, buddy. Because this was a, an event that offered guaranteed results for guaranteed investment. And, and anybody can say that it was a spender's event, and I'm not going to disagree with you, but you're missing the subtlety of how it was built. Herc, the first four milestones were an exact duplicate of your typical paired SMS. And I challenge you to go back and, and look. The first four milestones were identical to your normal paired SMS. And the normal paired SMS is what the community rages over when it doesn't show up. So not only did they give you the opportunity to get what you would typically expect, but then, Bubba, they offered the icing on the cake. You know? 
They offered the cherry on top. That extra little bit that, Bubba, you've been calling for, that extra little bit for that not little bit extra spend. I mean, it certainly came at a premium, but players stepped up. I think that was huge. Talk about the officer, Bubba Joe, just for a minute. How did you, I mean, is he panning out? Is he everything you hoped he would be? Is he making an impact? Do you like him? Was he worth it? Was he worth it? No. Whoa. Is he making an impact? <laughs> no. What? Um, oh, will he God. eventually make an impact? What? Maybe. Oh, God. DJ, what do you, he adds 10% to loot. Mm-hmm. I already am. Everything I go and hit has at least a hundred, sometimes as much as 200% to loot every <laughs> single time I hit something. 10% is hardly noticeable. So is he making a difference? No. Okay. If I had no loot bonuses, both you get loot bonuses from research. Don't forget that. If I had no loot bonuses from research and I didn't have 5 of 11 at all, and I added this 10%, sure, it's better than what I had before, but that's not that's not the situation. So I think that as a below deck officer, it's probably intended that it's a little bit worse, but it's, I mean, it's 10% DJ. I'm not getting excited over 10% and I'm not entirely certain I'm going to get excited over 50% because by the time I get it up to its maximum tier, there's going to be more loot bonuses. Oh, that makes me sad, but you're not alone. Dragon Keeper. Here's the, here's the problem. Divine agrees with you. The sacrifice in stats, not worth it, they say. In this game, where everything is added to this generic pool and nothing is ever a net bonus, percentages can never go down. It doesn't matter if they're above deck or below deck. The percentages can never go down. They can be the same, but they can never go down. Yeah. Uh, Biggest says, I thought he helped with reputation, and he does. But maybe you're suffering from the same thing that Bubba Joe's talking about in that it's just not enough there. Like the Exos might do better. Galinar might do better. Um, you know, uh, 5 of 11 might do better. All right. So now, am, I, am, I, am I not putting him below deck when I want to go grind a specific thing, whether that be loot? or Sure, I'm throwing him below deck because I can, because I can get to my ship bonuses with a lower tier officer there. Sometimes that's the difference for some people. They can't put that lower tier. So I mean, is it am I am I looking at the gift horse and and waiting for it to kick me? No, I'm I'm actually going to use whatever small bonus size I can get, but I'm not excited about it. Well, I am. <laughs> because because anything that provides me extra loot, anything that saves me time, anything that picks up stuff for me faster, is a win in my book. I mean, I I, I hate grinding. I, I hate it. I, we, we talk about it. I, you know, the other night I was trying to do, when we were on Twitch, I was trying to do the, the 90 hostels thing. And I, I just, like, even that. What was it? 10 minutes and 40 seconds? Even that was freaking miserable, okay? 10 minutes I ground hostels. And even that sucked. So, Joker says, I've always been easily excitable. You know, listen, I have asked, okay, I... I have been begging Scopely for a below-deck loot officer for literally two years. He finally comes, and and we're going to say, eh, no, not me, okay? Not me. Not this time, 
All right. I will not sit down and be wrong on this one. They gave me a below deck loot officer after I've been begging literally since the month the Cerritos came out. And to me, it is a big win. Obviously, might not be as influential at tier one, but it will get better over time. And, uh, and, and I'm using him everywhere everywhere anything that I have to pick up I'm using him because it might just be two or three or maybe four less hostels that I have to hit maybe more maybe less I don't care as long as it saves me time and uh and I feel like he was fantastic so by that regard then Bubba Joe I might presume that you are also therefore dissatisfied with Belana Torres since she's Belana Torres Blana Torres only is good. fantastic only when, good at tier when you five. have her at Tier 5. Oh. Hmm. So this one at Tier 5 will we'll sing her praises at Tier 5, but not the doctor because... Well, so because you will have the ability to have a Tier 5 Blana Torres by the end of the arc. Well, that's true. That's fair. With you, you are not you are nowhere close to being able to have a tier five doctor by the end of the arc. That's probably also fair. <laughs> you would you should hopefully be able to max her in the event store. Uh, Biggest says, will the doctor be around next month? Resourcing? Will he disappear like Dax, Data, Picard, Bashir? Who knows? I don't know, Biggest. Okay, I have no idea. Um, you know what would be great? Offering direct shards. In the rare and epic formation armadas, just like the artifacts are for these uncommons, offer direct shards of the Doctor. In uh, in the rare and epic formation armadas, that'll probably never happen. But I'm just saying, like that would be that would be cool. That would be solid, meaningful sourcing. So um, you know, all right, tell me about Belana Torres, Bubba Joe. Tell me about BLT. Why is she so good? Well, so Belana Torres is. It is great for the players that need her, right? So there are players that have their op 60 ships or their high tier ops 56 ships, and they're having to go use Pike, uh, Pike, strange new world Pike. And they don't need this. Just like when we had uh, the discussion with trader about Hugh, right? She's like, I don't care about Hugh. I can kill the ships I need to kill now. Okay. So, so it doesn't matter. Didn't change her. And the players that are overpowering the ships they have to battle today, they don't need Balana. Okay, okay, but but Bubba. But when you team up Hugh with Balana, suddenly. But when you, you team up it. Hugh with Balana, you have jumped up in the amount of power that you can deal to both hostiles and armadas. Now I differentiate that because there are a lot of things that don't that should work, you think, on armadas and don't. So the hostiles um, and armadas. So being able to take your uh, your whole breach officer off of the bridge and put them below decks. Being able to pair up whole breach with your critical both below decks and run a crew. Maybe it's a loot crew. Maybe it's a rep crew. Maybe it's a speed crew above decks to be able to do the things that you need to do. Maybe it's the hostile hitting crew of Strange New Worlds. So Blana Torres is fantastic. And at the beginning of the month, on your drive to work show, I said 100% hull breach against PVE opponents is absolutely fantastic. And 
that is still the case. I agree. Now, do you have a hundred percent hole breach after this month? We're not going to talk about that. But when you get to that, it is going to be game changing, absolutely fantastic. And people that I know that do have her at tier four are saying she's still pretty good at tier four, even though it's only sixty percent. Now, I think that that's maybe small percentages. People have better RNG than others, but it is going to drastically increase the amount of damage that you can do by adding that whole breach potential to your critical hits with the officer that gives you critical damages below deck. Now, having said that, and this is what I said on the drive to work, this is not news to anyone, just like the first month when Picard came out and said, Picard has a role here. Because morale, morale is bad. <laughs> Don't say it, Bubba. Don't do Burning it. Burning do and it. morale below deck for PVE is less than useful. So, Which means that's next. Oh, God. That's absolutely what's next. Oh, um, now, now, someone's going to tell me, and I, I switched off of the chat, Someone's going to tell me that, oh, well, I want burning below deck so that I can use it with uh, Tal. Okay, I said that too. I cannot figure out what it is I would want to put above deck when I take GG off. Like, I can't find that they have found a better <laughs> crew to put that on because the battle's ending in 19 rounds regardless. So it's not like I need some more mitigation. I mean, I guess you could boost up by synergizing. You Maybe don't need, it's you someone don't need to... damage. You don't need any extra right, damage. You don't need damage, it's right? Stripped. Right. So yeah, I but don't... if you can short down one round, even that's a better than nothing. So anyway, so it is. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Scopely does their very predictable thing, um, and because uh, I. You know, they didn't listen to me two months ago, so I certainly don't think they're going to listen to me now. Um, so <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see what Stevens happens. Is like, Bubba just ruined the next arc. Oh, you know what's coming, Stevens. You um, know it's coming, guys. All right, yeah, morale so, under deck and, uh, yeah, and burning Yeah, morale under deck, under deck and, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to be, right? That's what Scopely does. They are, they are nothing if not predictable. How, how is it possible to be right so often – this is not really tooting my own horn, but how is it able to be that oh, I can make God. these predictions <laughs> because they are so predictable and they have no ability to do something innovative. They have no ability, borrowing Ripper's, world, Ripper's word, they have no ability to be bold. They do everything in patterns but and now, repeat it. And maybe listen, it's not next month, but, but I will guarantee you oh, a morale and – a morale and burning yeah. officer below deck are coming. And why would morale that be? Morale on the deck will be amazing. Well, it depends. But but I I am going to take up Enterprise, that. I am going to. Huh? For the Enterprise especially. Sure. How many times do we have to run Kirk on the on the ship on the side, especially like doing so solos, to get the Enterprise's ability to work? If we can have morale below deck. Means we can run a. We don't have to run Kirk on the top deck. We which, can run a different officer. Which I agree, and 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 I will come back as a more broad uh, kind of statement and say, listen, if you do hull breach, you got to do morale and you got to do burning. Now, whether or not that is exciting to you or not is your choice to make. Again, it could end up being something where you get to save materials for a month if that is what ends up coming just like we did with Riker and Worf. Maybe you get to make the conscious choice that this is not the officer I want to go for. And and honestly, at the end of the day, community, I don't think that's a bad deal. 
Okay, I actually think it is good. And Scopely won't agree, but Bubba, I do think that it is a good thing that players are actively looking at officers and deciding whether or not they're going to be good for them strategically and whether or not they should go for them or they should not go for them. This is the same type of mentality that I tried to uh, impart to players way, way back when um, Meta's like, you remember those really expensive material spend metas came out for, like, the Borg mining officers when that first... We haven't gotten those since then because people got to the point where they expected them to be able to do those. And then they started hating them, Bubba, because they demanded the ability to do it. And, and they expected to be able to do it every single month. And I believe fundamentally that players should be looking at content and choosing whether or not they want to invest in it. And it should be valuable and it should be a little bit expensive. And should it be possible for everybody? Yes, Bubba Joe, but with choice. You can't do it all every single time free to play. So, and and one step further than that, Bubba, there are players that would find benefit with morale. There are players that would find benefit with burning. It may not be as impactful as Hole Breach is. I'm glad Hole Breach came first. All right. May not be as impactful as Hole Breach, but there are scenarios in which there's people a Kirk can Fleet use command. It. There's a Kirk Fleet command that would really utilize that on opens up the options for which ship you're going to use that sure. fleet command ability on. Yeah, so, I mean, there are scenarios where that could be helpful to some players. May not be to you, um, but but I can see where players would benefit from that. And so, for that reason, I welcome it. Is it something that I will invest in? Maybe not. Maybe not you, but somebody will, and it will serve them. So, that's why, in this particular case, I'm okay with it. Now, with Riker and Worf, it's still bumpkiss, right? It's still gross. But with below-deck abilities... I think that that will provide, you know, we even went back and had that conversation, Bubba, with you and I and Trader, who ultimately said putting the ability triggers below deck would ultimately be good for the game. And I, I still believe that. Maybe not as impactful as Overreach, but definitely necessary to allow the strategic crewing and the, and the creativity with your bridge crew. They need to exist. So I might step back. I do think it's funny because you know they're coming. <laughs> you know they're coming. But I uh, I do think that these need to actually be here. You know, so. Um, I mean, are, are you saying that there's something that can happen that's useful when you run a morale on an enterprise? Sure. It's, it's generating shields that you would not normally generate uh, for PVE and armadas. Sure. There's some usefulness to that. Very narrow, very limited, but sure, just like putting burning below deck has a narrow use case that makes makes it slightly better in some kind of capacity. But it's not it nothing like hull breach. And if those are the officers, they're expecting well, people to like. If you know, God forbid, one of them becomes out as an epic. God, that's going to be just awful. I think it depends. Anybody flying in the water would disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I literally never used burning yeah, burning ability on my auger because I needed crews that didn't give me burning. Like, I couldn't run Nero on that because the crew setup I needed for what I was doing 
wouldn't have allowed Nero. Whereas if I had burning under the deck, it would give me that extra boost and I could hit so, kill things more so, than I wouldn't have before. Again, there are niche cases where this is going to be useful. Okay. How's burning working? Well. How's burning working on your Newton? How's burning working on your legionary? I don't know, okay. but it works pretty good on the it's auger offices. and the tribby. I mean, sure, we're yeah. pretty good there. How's, <laughs> how's hull breach work on your legionary? How's hull breach work on your uh, tribune? How's hull breach work well, on I don't your think that's Valdor? Niche. I don't think that's niche at all. I think it depends on what that player has chosen and what they're actually flying at that time. It doesn't make it niche. Yeah. It just makes it, it different. That is the definition of niche. No, well, maybe I'm stupid with words, <laughs> but but I would think that I, what what I feel like you're saying is that there's 0.1 percent of players that are going to find that useful, and I think it's going to be more broad than that. Okay. What? What? We 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 have officers that are triggered by burning and morale and hull breach, you know, without having to run those on the bridge. No, and it gives us better crew options. So uh, Snake Eyes is calling me out in the chat. So I want to address this real quick. <laughs> oh, I'm saying, I'm saying that when you have a ship per class that can get a benefit from that, that is niche. Hull breach works on every single ship, especially combined with the fact that you can boost your criticals below deck as well. Hull breach is not niche. But when we're talking about having one ship per grade of ships that gets a benefit from burning or whole or burning or morale, that is by definition niche. And that it is may matter to a player individually. A player may go, I have an enterprise, I have an enterprise A. This matters to me a lot because I've gone fed the whole way. I don't have anyone else. Absolutely, you're right. That is important to you on those ships. No other ships, no other use case, because hull breach is a generic effect, and morale and burning are not. They are required for triggering other things, and they are required for triggering things almost exclusively on specific ships. And while I don't disagree with that... And while I don't disagree with what you're saying, is it more narrow than whole breach? I can actually agree with that. I'll get behind that. That doesn't make it less valuable to somebody in that scenario who wants to use it. And I think that that audience is broader than you think it is. All right. There's a lot of augers still flying around. There's a lot of tribunes even still flying around. There's of course there are. Okay. Well, I'm not players, saying that there isn't. Those players I'm are going to love that. And if that's the ship that they're flying, then they're going to say, hey, I'm going to throw burning on here, and I'm going to get that obliterator shot, and I'm going to love it. Awesome. I'm super happy for you, okay? But that me but what if they go, well, but I've got a Tier 4 auger, and I've got this Tier 6 Enterprise. I normally use the Enterprise. I'd like to use the Enterprise, but I've got the burning officer, right? Or I decided to go Klingon, and neither of these abilities matter. Or, or I've got all of them. Like, I'm just saying that there is a very narrow use case for this. And a player might fit that use case, but that doesn't make the use case any less narrow. Unless you're Mayhem Moose and you want burning and hull breach on your Tribune, and that would be stupid insane. <laughs> I love the it, burning Moose. burning is still going to give you 1% Excellent. per round. I like it. So that yeah. I don't scoff at that 1% that the burning gives. Over a 20-round fight, 
which you won't see in PvP, but you could in like Armadas or well, let's be clear. I don't expect you're gonna these... make gonna make an effect. Let me be really clear. All right, I do not expect these to be. Um, how do I how do I say? It? I don't expect that these to deviate in any way, shape, or form from Belana Torres. Okay, I just don't. And Belana Torres is very specifically written as non-player targets. Okay, we're not talking about PvP here. It's not a thing for PvP. If if these officers come out and they're the same as Belana Torres, it's going to be the exact same thing as Hugh. Okay, not PVE or not PvP rather, and and we're at, at least Belana Torres works against Armadas where Hugh does not. Okay, so if we see these other officers, it's going to be the exact same, guys. It's not going to be PvP. It's going to be non-player hostiles and hopefully including Armadas just like Belana Torres was. Um, let's talk about our third officer that received impact this month, Bubba Joe, and we'll make it quick because I know it's getting late and I'm, I'm running out of showtime. My tape recorder is almost out. Bubba Joe, there was a third officer that feels like it could have gotten tinkered with this month. Tell us what you have found in your very controlled and scientific testing this month. You found something, you spent a great deal of time kind of hashing it out, and it seems like maybe, possibly, a ticket needs to be open. Tell me what you've learned. Ortegas doesn't work. Uh, Let me find the right button. We're referring to Strike Team Ortegas who, for whatever reason, is showing up as proccing in the battle log, but no longer delays the shots for some reason. have no idea. Now, when Bubba first came to me with this, Bubba, I asked you, you know, listen, there are so many things now that are, that are playing with shots, right? There's so sure. much that are playing with shots. You've got um, the, the Mantis. Now, now there's also Titan Research, okay? Titan research uh, that can have an impact with the fortification and the max fortification on the shots and all this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there's even now an artifact for that uh, that impacts shots. Am I, am I wrong? Or was no, it? There's was, no artifact. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, let me look. I thought there was some impact there on shots, and maybe it, I think it was not a Bajoran favor. I thought it was an artifact, something. Let me let me just look at the info button. No, here. Uh, there's no artifact. Was it just Titan Re- It's Titan Research. Okay, so not the artifact. Right, there it's is Titan, Titan Re- Research. Titan Research. Either way, I mean, now the Titan Research isn't going to come into play unless fortification is issued. All right, Bubba Joe. There were no boosts of any kind. Right. No. Correct. No below decks. Of course, nothing below decks would impact the number of shots. The the bridge crew, there were no boosts, there was no fortification, there was no stings. But on multiple occasions, we were able to actually prove Otegas is procking, yet not delaying a round of shots, correct? Correct. Is, is, can you tell that she was doing anything? Is it just turned off? I she's honestly, still procking. So she's still procking, and... She's still proccing, and the weapons are still firing. And I have not been able to discern anything that she is doing. Cruzito's asking, is there any known counter to the delay from Ortegas? Well, that's kind of what we were talking about. There are known counters, kind of. 
with the Titan research, the fortification, things like that. But none of that stuff was in play. Ortegas is is not actually delaying this yet, okay? Um, at least not to been able to find. And and no, I have not filed a ticket on it. I have not even escalated it to Scopely because literally we just started talking and tinkering with it today. I feel like before I usually send stuff up, I like to have more. I like to have more data, and and I really want to kind of pour through this thing. I know Eddie, there's Titan research, but again, if there was no fortification, then the Titan research is irrelevant. Okay, if he did not buff, then it doesn't matter. The Titan research is not always on. Okay, it's not always on. So, um. We've got to dig into this a little bit more, but Bubba, it wasn't even... And see, we we did prove earlier <coughs> that there was an issue <clears throat> with Ortegas in which she would proc in the round that she received that, that trigger, which means it would be the next round that got delayed, but we're not seeing that, right? Like, literally, what we did is test with a ship that fires every single round, and we never saw a delay of shots, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and Eddie, have we run several tests? It's probably half a dozen or so. There's, so I, there's more I, to be done for sure. This, this is something that I think is an excellent Twitch stream topic for you to go investigate. Cause again, oh, as DJ said, I brought this to him 20 minutes before the show came up. It's like, Hey, can we talk about how Artigas is broken? And he's like, all right, give me some information. And so I walked him through it and I've done a number of tests and all of them are showing her proc, and no effect on the weapon shots. So what we need to do, yeah, that's right, he's giving Boss Man the, the actions to take here. So what we want to do is, uh, Bubba's exactly right, tomorrow night on Twitch, we will deep dive into Battleship Strike Team, find out if and how anything has changed. But in the meantime, you guys can take a peek, and let's take a look to see if anything has changed so that we can, in fact, maybe try to nail this thing down, escalate it, and uh, get it fixed before Incursions arrives this coming weekend. Bubba, um, I don't want to spend time on Incursions tonight, but I will tell you, community, we get to see you guys on Wednesday. May, may, I, may, I, may I do it? What? Incursions are coming. Incursions are coming. Incursions are coming. Uh, and if it's I'm like not the Redcoats. Yeah, Incursions are coming this coming weekend. And Delmeyer says, you're going down, 15. Uh, no, we're still licking our wounds from the last one. We got a little extra pep in our step this time, okay? We got a little extra pep I, in our step uh, this go-around, all right? So we're going to be we're gonna be ready. I, I got to tell you, DJ, when they announced that, I came into your Discord, and I'm like, someone from Server 33, come talk to me. And, uh, and no one spoke up. <laughs> well, so I'm I'll, coming in blind to uh, I'm coming in blind to incursions. We're going against 33, and I have no idea who's there or what they. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least as to uh, uh, as to what that's going to look like. But uh, um, yeah, they they have. Uh, I was t I've been told they have five sixties, and and I would not be the top of their server. So we might uh, we might be in uh, in a little bit of trouble here but uh, but yeah so uh, but yes 33 is coming and maybe you know maybe they're all bad whales maybe they all leave their shields down and cuz they think they can't be cracked or something there's Ooh. always that chance yeah it it could happen assuming so. that's even a scoring metric 
Well, I was going to say. I was going to say. I don't want to spend really hardly any time on this this month other tonight other than to maybe say a little bit of thanks. Okay? Um, I feel, you guys know, I've made my position on, on incursions very, very public and very, very transparent. And uh, by I, I have not seen honestly, any more than you guys have. I have not had a conversation with them regarding the changes to incursions um, other than what uh, Beck and Echo released in the official announcement. But if, Bubba Joe, that official announcement is is what's coming, if that's indicative of what's coming, what very little information is in there, it does apparently sound like Scopely is giving me an opportunity to sit down and be wrong, Bubba Joe, because from all I can glimpse, uh, from all I can glimpse or or glean from this announcement, it sounds like they're going to give this run uh, a lot of what I had asked for, which means if it is, if it's a failure, then you guys can look no further and chuck your rotten tomatoes over here. All right, well, because it, so, it looks uh, like they, they've done what I've asked to, them to try. And we've talked about this. Let me just say this very quickly. I think that there is clearly a scenario where the idea is sound and it's still a failure, right? Like the idea, it can. this is, we've talked through this, right? One of the big problems, the way it was organized before is that they're on their ser- they're on our server, we're on their server, and nobody can find anyone to fight, right? Having there be an offensive server and a defensive server absolutely is the right way to organize this such that um, the players are more co-located so that there can be engagement. And the players that are like, I don't care, I'm going to go to the other server to avoid the scoring, whatever. There's obviously that potential, but I think that getting everyone in the same place as opposed to everywhere in the galaxy um, on two servers. It's now everywhere in the galaxy on one server. Okay, that's a much better confinement of ships to be able to find people to go and fight. That is a that is an improvement. Now, that's, that's what you propose. That's one of the things you propose. That's a big part of what you propose, and that looks like what they're doing. But the problem will be, potentially, and I'm not suggesting this will happen, but if when that happens, there is massive lag, then that's not on you, okay? That is, this is how incursions is good. This is how incursions can be playable and enjoyable and engaging. If the Scopely servers can't handle it, then that is not on the idea. The idea is fine. It's the technology that isn't able to keep up with it, potentially. Now, I hope that's not the case. I hope everyone gets to kill players to their hugest content, and I hope that they get to engage in this as much as they want to. But it is entirely possible that this idea is actually the correct idea and it still doesn't execute the way we'd like. Well, <clears throat> I appreciate that. And you are correct in implementation, technology, engineering. I, I can acknowledge all that. But I'll tell you, if it just simply comes down to the design, like I'm already seeing, Mayhem Moose doesn't seem to like it. The defending server seems screwed by it. Since there's going to be people who never read, and now all the focus will be on our server. In all fairness, I don't know that that is any different than normal. If if before, all of the points were were from somebody crossing over, 
right? So now not only will you, if you are the defending server, you're going to have people crossing over, which is no different than normal, but at least now you've got your active players online. Instead of crossing over to their server, they're going to be staying at home. They're going to be defending. So I don't know that I would agree that they're screwed by it, but I do agree there are people who don't read. That's going to happen in any incursion. There are people whose shields are going to fall, and that happens in every incursion. Um, But if there is an incentive now for your service players to not cross over and stay home and defend and fight, then I think that actually might turn the tide, Bubba Joe. I kind of feel like there is such a thing as home field advantage. And uh, and I would be very, very curious to see uh, how, this, how this plays out. Retro Hunter says if rating is a metric, then the defender loses. I don't disagree. I believe that rating Why? will... Well, because because only active players are likely to be the ones that would cross over. So if you had somebody who was AFK on the defending server, you know, they're clearly not online and they're, you know, being raided. The only people who would be crossing over from the other server are online. Now, eventually, like maybe later, hours later, you could potentially find an AFK uh, attacker, right? That's possible. And I don't disagree. But I, I still think, I still think that there is such a thing as home field advantage here. I still think that players will find a way to kind of coordinate and play this. And at the end of the day, the entire point is putting people together. Okay, like that is the 100% point of, of everything that I've tried to relay as far as this event is getting people at the same place at the same time. That will inherently create PvP opportunities. And, and again, if all of your bigs are staying home, then we're going to see a lot more raid defense. We're going to see a lot more contested raids. And I hope that the scoring is much less dependent on raid and more dependent on the activity that, that takes place as a result of everybody being together. Okay. Tagora says, I messed it up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Bubba Joe, people are not going to like this, but I'm here to tell you, Scopely uh, seemingly, we'll see when the events launch, Bubba Joe, but on the surface, this looks to be very similar, if not exactly what I asked for, and I'm never going to back down from that. I own it. So if, if this ends up being a miserable failure for you, then you can look no further than this furry feline because this is what I've been pitching for months and it does appear uh, that Scopely has given me the latitude to potentially try out this idea and I'm grateful that they have heeded and or even considered the feedback provided by this community. So for that, I'm grateful. Whether it is a success or a failure, they are listening and they're willing to uh, reiterate on this feature and we shouldn't overlook that either Bubba Joe if they came out and said okay Bub or okay DJ we're gonna try it your way yeah at least they were willing to try it my way (laughs) all right if it sucks then it sucks and we know what to not do next time but they were willing to tinker and Dragon Keeper who says that it is all about the rewards well they say that they've messed with that too so we'll see what those look like all right Cruzito says attacking server should be the only ones able to move, not defenders. Ah, I disagree with that because the defenders 
who get to cross over to the other server. They could do one of two things, Bubba Joe. It could be to ignore all events and just go be able to raid somebody new. They should be able to do that, just like the attacking server. But also, it is kind of an, uh, an opt-out almost kind of ability. All right, not true, Bubba Joe, not like a 100% guaranteed you can't be touched, but at least events aren't going to be scoring over there, you know? So there's not as much risk for the miners to die, right? Could they still get raided? Sure. But it is an area where people can go to, to avoid the mayhem if they so choose, and that has been a big call from the community as well is that players want the ability to avoid the, the chaos, and this does that. You could go to the other server to do your dailies. You don't have to try to defend two different sides at the same time. I think that there's some good things here, but we will see, Bubba Joe. If it fails, I accept full and total responsibility, and I am grateful to the, uh, the newly formed Scopely Incursion team for uh, consulting with me and, and giving me enough rope to hang myself here, Bubba Joe, is what it would appear to be. So uh, with that, we will get ready to wrap up the show, but not before we say hello to our, uh, to our sunburnt, mosquito-eaten, tired, and, and worn-out resident Shewell. Trader is here. Trader, how are you? You were, you were working out, weren't you? Trader's, Trader's was, been training. Trader's been training. She's prepping. All right. She knows what's coming. So she's been in G6 boot camp. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Trader, tell us about the uh, four days and three nights that you have spent deep in the woods. You've spent in the it's woods. Be a little more than that. You've taken. Yep. You've taken yes. nothing with you. Yeah. You've got a backpack. You've got a coffee mug, and you've got a box of matches, right? You're hunting I your thought, own food. Exactly. That's exactly right. And my dog. Was, can't forget the dog. I thought yeah. G6 training was practicing with your credit card. No, no. Listen, there's, <laughs> no. there is a great deal of training going on here, okay? She's mentally preparing herself. This is no different than boot camp, all right? Like, she's, she is mentally fortifying herself, all right? She is, she is practicing survivalist training in the woods. All right, because we all know. Oh, because she's least... going to need to live in the woods after she spends all her money. <laughs> that, I get it. Okay. That might be accurate. No, I, I, think what she, you I think what she's trying to do is she's trying to prepare herself for the desolate, horrifying, mind-numbing, life-devoiding uh, conditions that will, in fact, be the leading edge of G6. All right, that's right. G6 Indeed. will be devoid Indeed. of all life. Although, although, in fairness, the woods are my happy place, and there is there is aren't many other places I'd rather be than in the middle of a beautiful lake, in the middle of the North Woods, surrounded by sunshine and pine trees, and my best friend and nobody else. And mosquitoes. So. Mosquitoes well, yes, that are but, immune know, to Minnesota bugs. Minnesota in the summertime. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, they don't care anymore. No, they're, yeah, they're mutants. They're immune they're mutants to bug they spray. Listen, we we need we need some <laughs> nuclear level bug spray out here. Okay, there's no <laughs> bugs. Like you, you take the off bug spray, they're like, ha, come back with something better. Okay, like they laugh in your face. Hey, they spit at you. There, there's 
there's a reason there's a reason that you carry extra canoe paddles with you and you go canoeing in the north woods <laughs> one is to paddle the other one is the other one is to hit the mosquitoes <laughs> that is a thing that's happening out there so trader uh thanks for stopping by because uh, they're like the size of birds so well, i figured i figured i saw you guys were still going and i figured i'd come and say hi and you know, because the party can't start until I get here, right? Yeah, the party can't stop till I. All right. Anyway, uh, he played. He played pitbull for you. I did. I played pitbull, but I knew I, it was because you weren't here, and I knew you wouldn't yell at me. That's why I played it, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't get mad at me. All right. But since you're here, I, I'm on fire. <laughs> oh, all right. Should, should we just go out on that? I could play the I could play the show closing, but we might as well just go out on this one. Do we do we just do we just go out with this right here? I mean it's playing, it's good. Yep. All right. Uh, guys, everybody, thank you very much. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, talkingtrackstfc.com. Yes, Silvis, I'll read the list. I got time. Let's see how much time is left on this track. Let's see. Oh, I still got a minute and fifty-four seconds, so if I go right now. I should have time to do it. So, guys, thank you. I would like to invite you to visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you find links to our Twitch, our YouTube, our merchandise store, and our Gold Patron Club. And I'd like to thank those that contribute to these show each and every month at a level of $5 or more per month. Lord Needle, Lady Kiss, Trader, Iron Shepherd, Salami, Megrag, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shy, uh, Big Shakes, Lobot, It's Hunter, Tigora, Grisita, Ren, Susie, Katana, Hank, Abe, DJ Gary, MC101, Light Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zinfried, Peppy, Stormbringer, Bills, Mafia, Bayonetta, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Happy Kitty, Jetski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack, Vinium, Scorpionis, Archer, Arian, Captain Oblivious, and Honey, Steve, Ragnar, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, DJ, Styles, BFF, Chronic Break, Webbly Joe, K92, Darth the Dumbaster, Tell Crazy Buns, General Chaos, Warren, A Fox, Judge Grant, G Force, Captain Q, Plains of Bulgarics, Game Junior, Admiral, N Water, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, DJ's Love, Tiered Primes, Tech, Seven of Nine, Jagged, Never Go, Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Lee, Clueless, One Schizoido, Likes of Bath, Welch, Gabe, Fighting Texas, Saggy, Gutter, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Adam on Server 20, The Web, DJSE, Nom Nom, Primal Fear, Medic 213, J Babe, Dark Knight, Hypnoply, Strata Blaster, Pixelate, Lost in Buddy, JT10, Spectre, Yukai, Nico, Diva Dorso, Oster, Nani, McLovin, DJ Screams My Name, Jazzmeister, Shoopster, TNT Assassin, Sam, and D. Lyle. Thank you for contributing to the show at a level of $5 or more per month at TalkingTrekSTFC.com and supporting Talking Trek Live, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs for Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Say me out for now. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the next one. Look, see, I did it. I had time. <laughs> oh, what? What? Stupid glitch. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night on Twitch. Peace out. I'm a fireball.